Good morning, Vietnam. That's one of my favorite Michael. Like Michaelism. Other than when he is taken up on stage because he's the only guy or manager whose region is like making money, his office is making money. Right. And he like spins and claps and points. That's another one of my favorites. So much of our time was spent watching that TV show. And now that we don't watch it, I kind of feel free, but I miss it. I miss it. 45 day plan and day 45 back in business. Do we have a 45 day plan? No. What day are we in Austin? Are we day 45? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we moved in. Well, we got here earlier. Hmm. Wait, did we get here on the 16th, 18th, 18th, 20th? Yep. Here we are, and it is fantastic. We've gone through every form of weather, though. Boy, oh boy, has the weather ever been strange. Uh, Let's not talk about the weather. That's so fucking boring. I know. We had some thunderstorms, and it was very... We love the thunderstorms. And the thunder roll. Is that it? That's not at all the note, but sure. Oh. Take it and run with it. Yeah. uh, Mosquitoes were plentiful, and now the mosquitoes are gone. We had them killed. Kill them. Kill them all. We battle with... I used cinnamon. I used hot pepper oil in the fountain. Well, explain. Yeah, I was like, explain the oil. <laughs> We're not like seasoning our backyard like it's a fucking salad. No, but we. I think we really fed Crolito uh, very well. And yeah, one of our crows. I mean, our crows is if we own him or he's like one of our pets. But there's a crow in the neighborhood that comes and like drinks out of our fountain, and we we knew that our fountain was a incubator for mosquito babies certainly a science project was going on out there and so i looked up a bunch of stuff because i had said oh well we should just drain it clean it out and put a little bleach in there whatever and sean's dad who lives in like mosquito like 4.0 mosquito mosquito tin he was like no 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 no. they'll come right back it doesn't kill them you have to put oil and suffocate them then drain out the water wash it start over right yeah uh mosquito larvae they breathe they've got a little snorkel tube a little proboscis. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, maybe it's the precursor to the proboscis. Oh, those jerks. Protects their... Uh... Anyways, um, so they stick that thing out of the water and they get air. They're like little scuba divers. They are. Um, but Actually, if you, snorkelers. But if you pour scuba. oil in their snorkel tube, uh, they can't breathe. And so die. you put a little thin layer of mineral oil in the... Or some sort of thin oil We didn't on have the mineral oil. We had uh, canola oil from Sean's peppers that he made. Yeah, so the spicy oil. Not a, not only was it oil, but it was spicy. Yeah, and you could smell it. The fountain smelled lovely. It smelled like uh, habaneros and jalapenos. And mm-hmm. But anyways. a crow. So, okay. So, tons of mosquitoes are dead in there. We actually should drain that out today. Yeah, it is gnarly. It's like a goddamn cemetery. All the larvae, you can see them in the bottom. It's gross, you guys. And <laughs> the mosquitoes, they're, they're like balls of maybe a hundred in, in a group or more yeah they're yeah, like all four stuck or five. together in the oil so we got them good got them good so uh but it, it is a spicy mixture i i don't recommend it for everyone uh, <laughs> but the crow the crow showed up he comes and drinks out of that fountain probably eating the mosquito you know they're carnivores um but and he's gargling he, no but he keeps coming back and i was like oh maybe he'll like taste the spice do they have taste buds maybe that's why he doesn't even know i guarantee they have taste buds how do you guarantee well do you they, know anything about i gotta google this you you tell me what you think and then i will fact check you do birds have taste buds yes of course birds have taste buds i mean birds have a, a variety of things that they can eat but they go after specific things hmm. uh, like a hummingbird goes after sweet water it doesn't go after you know plain water i know it's sweet, so they know that it has calories. So they do there. have taste buds, but they have fewer taste buds than humans. 
but this may not tell much about their ability to actually taste. Their brains contain an area that interprets taste sensations. Is that part of the olfactory sense? And an area dedicated to olfactory cubes. So no, they have two separate dedicated to olfactory cubes. And new factory cues. Olfactory is your schnozzeruni, by the way, your smell, which wouldn't be needed if they lacked a sense of taste. So they must have some is what they're saying. You know, that, they have olfactory and they have an area that they believe is linked to taste buds. Yeah, they do have a good sense of taste. Uh, first of all, sometimes you'll see a crow strutting, you know, they love the rock and roll music. Yeah. So, you know, they have good taste. <laughs> you know, when you see a, uh, a cockatiel and it throws up its feather and it starts to jam. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know. Those are some of the best YouTube. We have videos. some we have some cockatiels. Remember? I know. Just just last week. Yep. But um anyway, so long story short, we killed the mesquites in the sweet, sweet mesquites in our spicy uh, spicy, spicy oil in the fountain. But I also had to call a man by the name of Mosquito Joe. A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. He deals in mosquito death in he the greater Austin area. His career in Panama though. Mm. Um, and that's how he learned about mosquitoes. It's not true. Yeah, that's uh no. where he did his uh, journeyman. Uh, no. No, a journeyman to be a mosquito killer. Anyway, they come by and spray this like harmless to humans, animals, kids stuff. And yeah. And so he came by. It was an interesting contraption and he was super quick. We, I honestly, because he was at our property for a total of like 15, 20 minutes, I was like, this isn't going to work. They're going to come back. Right. But he knew what he was doing. Yeah. They have like a leaf blower type. It's much larger. Well, he opening. looked like a... Um... What do they call it there? A ghost buster? He had yes. a backpack with like a, the proton. Yeah. You don't cross the streams, you know? But it was like a leaf blower meets a sprayer and it sent like a fog. It's pretty cool. I kind of want to invest in one of these. And anyway, he was in our in and out of our property. He was like, good morning, ma'am. And then he did his thing and he was gone. And he, they said, so within 14 days, when they spray, if you see a mosquito on your property, they'll come back. And spray again for free and so you know i love a good deal so i was like sean pay attention to see a fucking skater. day 13 i'm on the phone they come back yeah, i saw a skeeter um, i saw one skeeter anyway no mosquitoes <laughs> he wasn't he knew what he was doing though and it's natural scented it's cinnamon cinnamon which cinnamon. i i appreciate yeah instead of it being bug you know bug killer smell. well it's like chemically like off i don't like the smell of well off. you know you're poisoning yourself at least this is like a harmless thing yeah you're lying to yourself while you're being poisoned by the the, the fake cinnamon yeah scent. did you know that um in new jersey mm -hmm. in jersey i believe and i could be wrong so you know but i believe that the center of the universe when it comes to uh synthetic tastes and smells mm. is it's a lab yeah there are labs and i think it's all centered in new jersey for the most part at least I the thought American... there was one in uh the midwest i thought there was a big one in like uh everything's corn scented it's wisconsin <laughs> yeah, that's no wisconsin does cheese scented. Cheese. but in cheese. new jersey they do like the false cinnamon they do mm -hmm. uh oh is this orange flavored you well, know companies when... will pay so like when they're making um let's say a dorito all of that, like, quote unquote, seasoning. Sure, some of it's probably basic seasoning. Natural flavored Doritos. But they also have, like, flavor profile things that they purchase. And they, like, squeeze this tube of chemical created stuff into their batter. And they're like, ta-da. Oh, for sure. And our tongue is like, yay. Right. So tasty. That scientist really knows how to party on your tongue. Really does. But uh, some of them aren't <laughs> very good at it. So they have to move on and get into other lines of business. No, but I find it really interesting, the taste, the, 
the to the, be a scientist of a taste, taste scientist yeah a taste scientist. some people are naturally gifted right like mm -hmm. they say that excellent chefs they can really uh well they balance the salt sweet what was that show that we watched on netflix uh yeah what was that girl's name no but it wasn't her name it was a it was like she was like sarah rose it was like she was like sarah rose our friend sarah rose nobody you guys know she works at patreon and she's wonderful it was like acid salt and sweet or something number something, something, like, something that. like that anyway wonderful show i highly recommend if it's even called that you can probably find it but um but yeah flavors tastes it's amazing right mm -hmm. and then sorry you were gonna say something i was gonna change the subject lay it on me where are we going i got my hair did did you i've ever? never been so happy you guys so my it's really my, pretty my girl sarah who I had been with for what, 12 years? Yeah. 13? It was right before I met you. I'd been with her for like a year when I met yeah. you or something. So, understandably so, because California was locked down forever and hairstylists struggled to make any money, she moved. So, it was like five months into COVID. She was like, peace out, I Boy leave Scout. California. Yeah. And so she moved to Key West, which I also can't blame her. How many people do you think left California because of the lockdowns? I mean, when we were leaving, tons of people were with us. We were like a whole caravan of, we we're like, let my people go. Like, peace out, Boy Scout. And they followed us out. Fuck into you, the California. Desert. Bye. And then we wandered in the desert for forty. What days is it that you say? It's nights. been, it's been real, and it's been fun. But I can't say it's been real fun. Yeah, and then we yeah. walked to Lincoln Tunnel. And then ta da, we were in New York. Yeah. Swirly twirlies. No, um, I honestly don't know. We've known a lot of people who've left California, but she left because she couldn't make money, and she was also she'd been toying with the idea of moving away for a long time, and she was coming back. Not right away. I think she'd come back like twice before we moved. So she she's a single lady. She dates, but she's yeah. uh, in her 40s like mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. uh, so a single lady. Yeah, I think lady. she's almost exactly your age. Yeah. And the harsh reality of what was happening in California, uh, she had mentioned something to me. We had gone out to mm -hmm. grab bite to eat two years ago. Yeah. And because she was launching this product, a, a monthly her subscription box, box yeah. which was really cool. Right. So we we love to talk business. We do fake business. We gather around. I love fake business. And uh, anyway, so she was launching this product. We went out to eat and she proceeded to tell me a story, which you had already told me, but that she was attacked in the park by mm -hmm. a homeless person. Mm -hmm. But it was not. So there's like homeless that you would normally see in California. And then there's the drug problem. Yeah. Which, like, there's some fluidly, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't, I don't even know if it's the right terminology, fluidly psychotic. Like, people have lost their fucking minds, right? That he are he was mentally ill, I would assume, or in a drug induced psychosis. Right. And he came running at her and her little dog, which unfortunately she didn't she'd have a big dog. You know, Daisy was like little and older. She was like 10 years old, the dog at that point. Um, and she was just walking her in the morning, you guys, at like 10 a.m walking her in Beverly Hills, where Sarah used to live. And she was attacked. She had to go to the hospital. Uh, she had scratches and bruises. He pushed her to the ground. Yeah. She was terrified. And then she had to go back into therapy more because she had trauma. Cause she was like, she was having like nightmares. And anyway, right. it was very overwhelming. It threw her way off course. And she was very frustrated at the fact that the city like doesn't protect people. And they, he was like, he'd been living in this park for a while. And she was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't feel walk safe in, the in my park to walk area. your dog. Yeah. And so we were seeing that quite a bit. And that was one of the first cases I heard of someone, you know, being, in, uh, encountering someone who's, who's really violent, who. Which I have to be honest. Wasn't like a not, gang member. It was just. Most mentally ill people, I just have to say this caveat because this always bothers me. And people paint it as it's a mentally ill person. They assaulted me. I'm like, mentally ill people are not violent. 
no. by the majority. However, the fact that California allows people to take up shop in our parks so much so that people don't feel safe and there are needles on the ground and people do get assaulted and there are fires that are set. Anyway, I don't want to get into this. Stay out of the pit of despair. That has nothing to do with Sura. She was over it. She was done with L.A. And, yeah, well, and I think COVID that was one of the reasons. Her. That was one of the reasons, though, and that was the first time I heard someone. Yeah, talk she didn't about, feel safe, like, not and she was like, safe. "I don't pay three thousand dollars in rent to like not feel safe." Yeah, so she booked it. She yeah. went to Key West, uh -huh, but she needed to push because that was a that was years ago that that happened, like three years ago. Yeah, Two, but COVID gave her that push because she sometimes you just need that extra. Ooh. And so she took the leap and she bought or bought. She's renting the cutest little place. It's like I love the Florida Keys. I've never been, but it looks good on TV. Well, she showed me all the pictures from when she went to look at different apartments. And it's like it reminds me of what people say Bermuda looks like with all the pastel colors like boop, 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 boop. Right. And her little apartment, there's like it's like teal, pink, yellow, blue. And hers is like the teal one. And oh, I was sweet. Like, so cute. Um, so anyway, I lost Sarah and I'm very sad about that. And then I had my hair done by somebody different and I hated it. Well, it just, you had to get it recolored and. Yeah, they tried to come back to fix it. And it was. You guys just, may have noticed in the footage, you know, my hair is always the same, but. It was just super brassy and orange and I don't have hair like that. And so I found a lady who got great reviews online. Yeah. And I drove to see her. It was worth the travel. Day and night. I'm just kidding. I'm really not. It's like 20 minutes. Um, she was wonderful. Yeah, I think your hair looks wonderful. You came home yesterday and you told me something interesting. And um, again, I'm not in the hair game. So, mm -hmm. but what did she tell you? She oh, said you she, should. You mean like about the color or the cut? Sorry, both. She said that the color, I like a cool blonde, not a warm blonde. She's like, some people actually kind of like a brassier if they're more like their hair is naturally more brown because I actually don't have brown hair. It might be like a dingy, dirty blonde, but it's no in no way brown. I want a cool blonde, super so cool. So you're feeling Keep Minnesota. Cool. No, you're looking Minnesota, but you're feeling California. Oh, is that how it is? Yeah. yeah. And then she said, like, to face frame. Oh, she also told me if you need more oomph in your part, so it's not, you got a ziggy zaggy part a little bit, and that gives it a little oomph. Oh, yeah. So she was so she kind of wonderful. Yeah, definitely in the game. She and she's was, a local yokel, so she was like, "Don't fuck around with this barbecue place. Always go here." You, I was like, I need bagels. Where are the bagels? Because nobody sells bagels. And she's like, ugh, they do. It's just over here. Go here. Get your coffee here. Do you like spicy seafood? And I was like, hell's to the yeah. She gave me a ton of recommendations. I was like, I think I made a new friend. It's like stepbrothers. who's like, do we just become best friends? <laughs> you want to go to the garage and mm -hmm. do some karate? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was wonderful. And I'm just really thankful. And it looks so much better. I think it looks wonderful. So yeah, thanks, that's uh, the update there. That was exciting. Oh, I've been wanting to tell. I know I'm talking a lot. Do you have a story? I'm sorry. We're just both. Uh, so if you're noticing something different with the podcast today, mm -hmm. it's because um, we both stayed at a holiday in last night. Why do you keep bringing that up? What is that from? What's happening? It's the commercial. I'm not a surgeon, but I stayed in a holiday in last night. Or I've never seen that commercial. Oh, I think that was their it, you know, they're so refreshed after staying at a Holiday Inn. Uh, oh, By I the see. way, this podcast is not sponsored by Holiday Inn. I wish if you want to hit us up. Or McDonald's. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe my friend McDonald's, Teddy's but... dad that owns a Holiday Inn. Right. So maybe they would want to sponsor. That's right. Um, oh, now. I, oh, if you've noticed something different with the podcast yeah. today, it's because we're, we've been um, toying with the idea of doing it first thing in the morning. So we're not first thing in the morning. but We're, we're not still, morning people, let's be honest. We're still drinking caffeine. 
And uh, so the day hasn't beaten us down yet. Usually we record it's at the end of the day. cocktails at the end, yeah. Yeah. Or not even cocktails, but just like it's the end of the day and we've done all our work and we do a, a down note for the mm. podcast. Today, we're on an up note. We're going. Well, that, my friend Christina recommended it. And also, I have a talk tonight that I have to give. You were right all along. I know. McKenna gave me those. That's an excellent cup. Technically, that's my cup. And the one that says most likely need coffee, that's your cup. I want to get rid of all of our coffee cups except for two. This one and that one. Everything else goes. And then I just want to get a matching set. Why matching? That's I'm kind like, of domesticated these days. I'm like, hmm, what sort not, of plates would I like? Stoneware? I like coffee cups to be all over the place. I know. Like I, your sister's, even her beer mug that says like, it's fucked as shit o'clock. I like that. It's the one place in the kitchen where you can have fun with things. You got to put your college ways away, Katie. I, that's I not think. college ways. I want to hear from you. Leave it in the comments. Are you like over, what would you say, 22? 30? Whenever you And do you have matching coffee, coffee cups? No, I just don't want to purchase matching coffee. I love my coffee. Also, if you, if you look at the bottom of uh, plates or mm -hmm. cups or anything like this, I need them to say they're microwave safe and they're dishwasher safe because I take my health seriously. I want to make sure that I can put it in the microwave now that we um, have are, a microwave. We're, we're microwave people. <laughs> we never had a microwave, you guys. I don't know if we ever told them that. No. I had last... one when we were in Orange County and you did too. <clears throat> when we moved in together. We I have think a confession. We, we tossed mine out or no, I gave it to Goodwill because we didn't have enough counter space. Right. So we, we've been operating without a microwave and we're fine, guys. We're just fine. It's but totally fine. Now and that we have a microwave. It's nice for leftovers. Everything's going in there. I put, uh, you don't put everything ice in cubes in there just to see them melt. I know it's a little waste of energy, but it's a frivolous. He does endeavor. not. It's just, we, I honestly have to remind myself that we have it because I forget. Oh, what's that? That's I a know. microwave. You want some soup, honey? Do you want some Well, coffee? like when you read on the back of uh, things that you purchase at the store, it'll say like, I always look for the oven and like directions because that was what we had to do before. And I'm like, oh, 25 minutes. Okay. Start it up, do the thing. But now it's like four minutes. Right. I, yeah, da, da, da. I think that it's, it's also a, uh, a slippery slope. And how I, we well, don't buy processed food. Really. Yeah. But I mean, that's what it, that's what I'm talking about is processed food. I, you know, the microwave makes it so easy with these pre-made things. And I, I kind of want to shy away from that. I mean, but, we haven't purchased anything different, so I think we're okay. Totally. Totally. I'm pretty proud of what we've been buying for our fridge. We've been mm -hmm. keeping it mellow. It's not junk food. So it never has been. Sean likes to worry about things that don't need to be worried about. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> All right. No, but the story I wanted to share that had nothing to do with my story. Because do you guys ever just have a memory all of a sudden reveal itself Delicious. and you forgot that it was there. You may have tried to block it because it was so embarrassing. I have a lot of those memories. Yeah, I have a lot of those too. So one bubbled up in my head the other day because I was on Instagram and you guys, if you know, I love Ariel Charnas, her, her brand that she creates things called Something Navy. I've never purchased a thing from her brand. I would like to support her, but it's kind of expensive. So I don't, but I love her and her little girls are adorable. And I've been following her for years. And it's that weird, like when you think you know them, but you don't kind of thing. Also, we, we DM. I will be honest. We DM a little bit. She's had some anxiety questions. I've had some fashion questions. We, we chitter chatter little bits. So I've been following her. Long story short, her other daughter had a birthday party and they had a face painter there. And she showed them making this, her face into it, like almost an entire butterfly. And it was beautiful. And I was like, Oh my 
God. So I've talked briefly about how I used to work at St. Anne's, which is this place in downtown LA off of Skid Row that's like a a parenting, uh, it's a foster home for teen girls who are pregnant or parenting. And at the time I was a quote unquote counselor is what they called us because I had my undergrad degree in psychology, but I hadn't yet gotten into my master's. It was the year in between where I worked there um, as I studied for my GREs. It's the entrance exam for graduate schools and took those tests and stuff. Rochichi and I were studying at the same time. Anyway, so I worked there. Every year, St. Anne's does a huge fundraiser and they have this big outdoor fair in the parking lot. So there's everything. We have like a little Ferris wheel thing they'll bring in. Like it's a big deal. Big little Ferris wheel thing. It's almost like Toby's going away party thing. Goodbye, Toby. Toby. Da, da, da. It was like that. But Goodbye, um, Toby. See ya. <laughs> Get down. Anyway, so we had an event like that barbecue and people could come and it cost money to get into the little fair and help raise money and it was money from like the local community and there were things for the kids to do there was like a bounce house you know it's all sorts of stuff so one of the things was face painting Mm -hmm. and one of the face painters i guess was sick or called in sick or didn't show up and so so unreliable so unreliable those face painters bunch of clowns and so my boss was like katie you're artistic uh uh no I'm not. Well, you're the only one um, who doesn't already have a task because I I was like new to the job or whatever, you know. So you're going to help out the face painter. And I was like, okay. So like I set up their table. No, you're going to like paint some faces. And I was like, (laughs) oh, have you seen my drawings? They're like stick figures. I like to do drawings. Right. I'm not artistic at all. But there was no, I don't remember even the conversation. I just remember immediately being overwhelmed and like, what? Like (laughs) the... But so the face, at least there was one face painter person and they gave me a couple of instructions. Like don't put the paint in the eyes. Well, there were like nose or mouth. She gave me like three. I had to do some tigers. So it was like making these stripes. Oh, okay. And I, and then like kitty cats, which like you just give them a nose and whiskers. Kids are pretty easy. You could give them little ears on their forehead. If so you the want. difference between a tiger and a kitty cat it's is not what? much. The nose. Um, it's the nose and the whiskers. Um, And then butterflies. Maybe you should paint my face. And, there's a huge part of you guys when this memory bubbled up and I was like, oh my God, that was the most stressful. Like I was like full sweat for hours. As I'm, I mean, it's also outside in LA, so super hot, but like full stress sweat for like the three, four hours that I had to do this while I painted children's faces horribly. And there, I wish, it's the only time I've ever wished that I had a smartphone at that time. Oh. Because this was like in 2000 and, oh God seven six so iphone one yeah and i didn't have an iphone i had like a a nokia and i had a blackberry pearl you are so good at that yeah i love that blackberry pearl but nobody took photos like they do now and if even if i had them somewhere i don't even know like i just got to put it out there in the ether if someone used to be at saint anne's and has a photo of their child's horrible face painting that was done by yours truly please share because (laughs) oh my god that was like the longest day of my life and every time like I got okay at some of it just wasn't good. Like right. let's I'm not what? I'm a counselor. I didn't go to art school. I don't draw even. <laughs> I can color if you give me a stencil. I think that uh Like how did I get roped into that? Children's parties 
I, I've been to, there, there are the ones that are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. You go to it, you're like, wow, these people really went all out, right? I think the only ones that are wonderful are the our friends who have like tacos and beer. I mean, that's a wonderful one. And yeah, then like you'll see it on, on movies, you know, you're like, wow, that's a really wonderful kids party. Like Master of None, the TV show, and he and his buddy oh, go yeah, to the- yeah, yeah. And they get in the bounce house. <laughs> yeah. I mean- I love a bounce house or a pool. Pool parties are fun. For sure. But then, you know, if you hire some second rate clown or- um, C- Clowns creep me out. Oh, it's so strange. Mm-mm, I don't like a clown. Although the funniest part about a clown to me mm-hmm. is uh, there's two clowns. There, there's uh, There's three clowns. There's the There's French four one, clowns. Uh, the French one, which was on uh, Passepartout. Boop, boop. Yeah. Oh yeah. A clown. They make really funny noises in comparison to American clowns. And Exclamations American people. are different in French than they are in English. Very funny. Lolo. Ah. Woo. You know. It's so weird compared to like, I don't even know what we even say is, as Americans. Hey yo. Hey yo. Never a French clown say hey yo. I always say hey yo. No. But it, I, yeah, it's just weird. Like when you talk to babies and stuff, like baby talk is different. Yeah, for sure. So there's the French clown. Oh, um, yeah, like your Batman, like blap or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, those exclamations, yeah, are, exclamations different are different in French and English. So Batman, instead uh, of like bam. Batman, <laughs> en français, it was <laughs> like, because uh, in when I was growing up, we didn't have Batman in English, we had it in French mm. as a cartoon and uh, also as the live action show mm. uh, with, uh, with uh, West. Adam West, okay, playing Batman, okay. the '60s TV show. Okay, but it was in French. It was dubbed into French, and so whenever like you punch somebody mm-hmm. or uh, an explosion would happen, it'd be in, in French, like yeah, uh, clack, yeah. piff, back, instead of like bam, splat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, or we're like going... boom, exactly. Yeah, clack. It's just so funny. I find that very interesting. Yeah, but so I have something I want them to get. Oh wait, with. so there's the, uh-huh. the French clown. Yes. Uh, that makes it, you know, ah, that's a different woo-hoo. French uh, mm-hmm. or a different clown. Sorry, different French. And you have the scary clown, which is, I think, embodied the most by Stephen King's It. Oh, let's move on. Terrifying. Next. Pennywise. Yes. Next. The clown. Next. And, and it doesn't matter if it's the original. Next. Or the. Done with scary clown. And then the best clown, I think. Well, there's sad clown favorite. and there's happy clown. Well, right? I don't like the Ronald McDonald uh, clown selling product. I don't like that clown. Most salesmen are clowns, right? <laughs> but but the one that really is selling the most, he's selling billions of is burgers. Ron McDonald. That guy's sitting on. He's Empire. awfully cute, though. He's a cute clown. He's a clown, but I think if he takes the makeup off, oh, there's Krusty the clown from The Simpsons. Oh, he's also. Uh, very good. You know, he's like, my favorite clown. Yeah, he, he was just the tired clown. <laughs> he's probably been... the only clown I like. Yeah, and his well, hair no. is in like. Uh-huh. I'm gonna submit one more clown. Oh, okay. yes. And this is to me, in modern television probably mm-hmm. the best clown that has been okay and that was on uh, a family show it's a modern show modern f- oh modern fa- oh no do you remember cameron, and cameron Cam- you clowns. guys watch modern family he's a clown is okay it a- so modern family is a tv show sofia vergara is the, so the lead it's a tremendous tremendous tv show you've seen it i know you've seen it at home yeah gloria gloria now there is a gay couple uh the brother is married to Cameron. Cameron, mm-hmm. and w- in in any relationship, you come to find things out about your spouse that you. Well, you he already to... knew. He told him never to do it again. Okay. Do so, you remember? Because he saw the f- shoes and he was like, Cameron. Like he was like, no. So he finds out that his or that he knows that his spouse used to do this before they got together. 
It's just part of who he is. <laughs> and what that was is that he was a clown. And he has clown friends and he like used to do parties. He and was a clown. When they, they had a kid, he wanted to dress up for her party to be a clown. And right. he like argued. And so the husband is telling the other husband that like, you can never do this. It's embarrassing. Don't do it around my family. Yeah. And Cam uh, can't the guy who plays himself. Cam, Eric Stone Street or Eric Stone, uh, whatever his name is, he's a big dude in, in, in real life. Like, I think he's six foot four. He's also just two. a great actor. He's so funny. Right. Oh my God, I just can't. Well, they're at the gas station mm -hmm. and uh, the guy with red hair, I forget what I his forget name is. I forget his name. I know. He, I have to look it up because it's he's Claire. He's being bullied and... by some, some tough dude at the gas station while he's pumping <laughs> gas. And so while he's being bullied, all of a sudden, his husband, you see the camera is down at the at Ooh, foot level. Careful. And and you see clown shoes walking towards the, the situation. And then they pan. Mitchell. Mitchell, right. Husband. Mitchell and Cameron. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And it's it's Stone Street. Eric yeah. Stone Street. So Mitchell is being bullied at the gas pump by some dude. And the camera pulls back and you see his husband wearing full clown gear. And he's pretty intimidating. And he but steps he up to out the out of dude. the... The way they pan to it is awesome because... He's a big dude in a small Prius, and they see his shoes come out. Right? Oh, out of the door. Right? They squeak because they're supposed to make those little squeaks. And then he's like, he, he's just such a, a huge person. And he drops so, his voice. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? And it's like terrifying because he, also he's a clown, which is even more weird. And then his voice is really low. And he's an intimidating guy. He's and then a he big pushes person. the guy in the, and he gets, he runs away. <laughs> the big clown. guy in big truck, the bully runs away. One of the, I'm still convinced one of the best uh, shot if we can find and it, we can post scenes. it. Oh, yeah. I'll, Maybe I'll put a little it. bit, or at least put a link. I, it's funny you remember that. Because that, a is, great that scene. is a great scene. Yep. But yeah, so clowns. Okay, so what I want from them ah. letters this week, okay? I would like you to send in to otdmpod at gmail.com your stories about childhood parties, good, bad, ugly. Do you like clowns? If you dressed up like a clown, did you have to paint faces like me and make everybody look terrible? Bounce houses, pool parties. Uh, disasters that happened at these kids' parties. Even if you're an adult and it's a child's party, I want to hear about it. One of my favorite uh, parties, but it wasn't a very big party, but we were having a get-together mm -hmm. at um, John and Nancy's place. Oh, yeah. So we go to our friend John and Nancy's. Uh, I love John and Nancy. They're a little bit older than us by maybe 10 years, or by from me, maybe by 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, 20 for you. Yes. Probably, yeah. But it doesn't really matter. Well, I feel like once you're in your, your mid to late 20s age doesn't matter yeah so we go over there for a barbecue but they've got a nice house and it's big spread so uh christian uh came over our friend from switzerland with his wife and he was their and, au pair and their kids yeah mm -hmm. so christian's there and they had had two kids at the time yeah the boy and the girl is yeah. that the only children they had um two remember? or three but i think it's two i think it's two the girl's the older one and then the right. boy was younger <laughs> So the boy, and he's big now. I saw him on Skype. Well, I'm sure because even then he was like four or five. Yeah, and, and that was is... years ago. He's probably like 12 right now, 14. Yeah, right around there. Um, yeah. So the kid is running around the party. He's all excited. You know, everyone's getting oh, him amped up. It's not your kid. So like give him soda well, pop. Also, they're him... like, run it out. Get your energy out. Fall asleep. Right. I feel like that's every parent's and dream. And give him a little like, bit yeah. to eat because it's a pizza party. Well, and he's then... eating pizza and he's running around. And then what's happening. He runs up to his dad and he's like, I don't feel so good. And his dad picks him up. And Christian. Christian's got his, his, he got his plate of pizza on his lap. And as he picks his boy up, the boy boots it. He throws up all over Christian and his pizza. And he's like, well, I guess dinner's over. He like throws, <laughs> but he has this, this strong accent. 
that makes it that much. You do a good in, in like. Yeah, he's a big Swiss guy, you know. Oh, I guess dinner's over then. Yeah, that's and <laughs> that's it's a, a terrible. It's the delivery. It is. It's not as good, but you've done better. <laughs> but he's so funny. Uh, His dry humor is so hilarious, and I'll never forget because first of all, he's like Chris is wonderful, and we I wish we'd see him, we could see him more. But he lived up in Sacramento, which yeah. I think that's probably where he'll stay. I don't know, I don't but. Know. <clears throat> anyway he's a really tall guy big guy and he like can, tall like me he can eat and if drink you guys a can lot imagine he can eat and drink a lot yeah and he'd come over sean was having like a guy's event and i think i was going out with a girlfriend or something just so you could have your space but i like bought a bunch of like salami and cheese and crackers and some got some beer like a, a two four of beer or something and like some i don't even know i got a bunch of stuff at the apartment and we had all this food out. And oh, I think we got like, we'd ordered chicken wings. Or, I don't know. <clears throat> we had food for the guys. And Chris brought his own loaf of bread and a bo- box wine or a bottle of wine. Uh, no, I think it was beer and more meat. Yeah. And he ate it all. He's pretty much a caveman. But know, he like, d- he's so slender. Yeah. I don't know where he puts it in his legs. He just like, you guys, he was just eating. It was so funny. And I was like, oh my God, I don't think we have enough food and i went back to the grocery store and got more food yeah you know those uh those people from switzerland they hike all these peaks and hey, valleys i have no problem with it yeah. but as an inter as a honestly as a morton i would be doing a disservice to my family name if i did not overfeed you right, right. i would do not want to run out of food my grandma my mother they disowned me hey let me ask you something katie yes. mm-hmm. will you still love me if i have to wear glasses yeah, I actually think you look nice in glasses. Oh, and you really? need to get them distinguished. Like a as lot. if they're my, uh, I have eyebrows drawn on. Yes. Like, but you've been like doing a... this in the car. And I was like, I think we need to get you glasses. And he's so, <laughs> <laughs> he's so adverse to it. So I just have to wait for you to come around. But I saw you pulled out your prescription the other day. And I was like, yeah. The wheels are in motion, Katie. The wheels are in motion. As I left California, um, I think it's like Peter Pan in Never Never Land. You know, I went out there and, and I never really aged for 20 years. Um, but now mm-hmm. that I've left, it's like Peter Pan going back to the real world. And all of a sudden my Peter, knees are sore. Got so old. Remember, she like pulls on his face. <laughs> and my my vision's failing. I think it's because I left California. It's not as bright here. I didn't notice because it was very sunny in California. So it allowed me to vision better. But now that I've uh, come out here. You guys, his vision's been failing for years and he just didn't want to do anything about it. These are my anti-glare glasses. So I wear them and no one glares I at I got me. Sean some uh, blue light glasses. Blue blockers. The blue blockers. Blue blocks. Uh, um, but I'm testing out wearing frames. Much like when we started this podcast. Remember mm-hmm. we had we had busted out those. You guys know this. My You remember. We tried those on, but he didn't like any of those. And I didn't really either. But I think we just need to go in somewhere. And I don't like these for, for the record. They're they're not. I the think coolest. they look fine. Oh, really? Yeah. But I think we should go into like an optometrist place, like even Costco, and try on a bunch. That's where I got my last glasses. That That's my where dad, I got my law degree. My dad uh, purchased them for me, and I've kept them. It's like one of my weird sentimental things. That and his flannel jacket. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ever. So cool, so stylish. What are um, you wearing today? You look so stylish. Oh, right. I'm representing this podcast, opinions that don't matter. And you can purchase yours. Isn't, don't they have, we have a shelf. No, we do have We're a shelf. Fancy. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can purchase it below. But is it comfortable? It is comfortable. I wish this, uh, I think it's comfortable and the fit is right on. Oh, this okay. is a, I think this is a medium. Uh, 
a medium in the ladies size, which is always what I am in lady size. Um, what this, am I in ladies size? Probably like extra large, extra, extra large. I mean, I, I'm sorry. But you, the, in the men's size, you'd be a large, like every, like always. Okay. They're, they're true to size is what I'm saying. And I just think that, um, that I wish we could do like higher quality cotton because this is like mid level, but I just don't want them to be crazy expensive. Okay. That makes sense. Because it's soft. Don't get me wrong. It's soft, but it's not like that super soft. You know, some of those t-shirts we were like, ooh la la. Pima cotton what is, this? is uh, the, my favorite. Is you that know, what when, it is? Yeah. When you get those t-shirts from like James Purse or something like that. Oh yeah. Those are goodness, fancy. So bougie. I didn't realize that the world of t-shirts was. Um, so fancy. Yeah. Because I never really spend money on clothes. Uh, but now as I'm getting older, I've come to find out. And as that, I purchase nice things for you. I know. I was like, what is this material? You're like, that's cotton, like really nice cotton. I'm like, it doesn't pill. I, I mean, as well. The only like thing I know that's uh, that I've that I've owned that's this soft is like sateen, or you know, mm -mm. which that, is just like French for satin. No. That, I don't know. That's just like sheets. <laughs> <laughs> just slide right off, you know. Yeah. Um, that's got to be creepy. You show up, uh, you know, you go on a good date, and then you, you know, whatever's going on, but you, someone has. I'm just making up a scenario. No, like here, Van but, Wilder. Remember, isn't it Van Wilder? Oh yeah, yeah. When he yeah, greases yeah. himself up and then he slides, he's like jumps on her on the bed and he pew, shoots off the bed <laughs> out the window and catches yeah. something on fire because he's got the candles going. That movie was so funny. I haven't watched that in forever. We should maybe bring that out this weekend. I think that's one of the first times I saw. Uh, who's the main person? Mm, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, there was that movie and then Waiting. It's kind of funny if you think <clears> about it because. For a while, he did serious roles, but I forgot that he started in comedy because now everybody's like, he's so hilarious. And I'm like, obviously, Deadpool's hilarious. It's so good. Maybe I'll tell because Christina wants to have a movie night. Maybe we'll do Van Wilder. Oh, Because yeah. I haven't watched that in so long. Yeah. That was a good era. That was like the last of my childhood. There was that. There was um, Harold and Kumar go mm. to White Castle. I yes. mean, that was a so, very funny so film. So stupid and funny, yeah. But, but funny. Yeah, but More stupid. More funny than stupid. Stupid funny is good funny. Yeah. It is. Like Step Brothers is stupid funny. Step Brothers is so funny. Is epic. It's, I could watch next that level. anytime it's on. I'm like, oh my God. I do have one critique. What's that, the, critique? Uh, the final scene where they break into song and dance. I don't think that's very good. That's like a uh, 40 year old virgin. Whole I know. I don't film. like that either. But I think it's like. No, I mean, I like the film. Yes, but the f dancing at the end. Yeah. I think it's just stupid, silly. And it's just like you could end it without watching that. It's exactly. like where the credits start to roll. Mm -hmm. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they put on the mixer, the. I'd like to know if, and well, I'll ask you mixer. first, mm -hmm. and then our audience can chime in. But do you watch uh, the credits in a film, or no. do you just you stop? Stop. It, well, actually, that's a lie. In the theater, which I don't like to go to, I'm not going to lie, I don't enjoy going to theater at all. But when I would back in the day, I would always watch the credits because I don't want to have to rush out with people and be bumping. I'm just like, I'll just wait till all you losers leave. Oh, okay. So I would watch. And also, you don't know if there's something hidden in there because sometimes there's funny oh, little videos right. that are added in. There's a great one, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, if, you're, if you've watched the film out there and you've watched the end, you know what I'm talking about. I won't ruin it. Okay. But People have to watch basically it. Basically, the aliens show up. And Sean always says that, you guys. If he wants to pretend that there's something that's like, I don't know. Did you just like, crack my phone? I've already, I've always known your stuff. Um, I know all your stuff. No secrets. But whenever people say, oh, I haven't seen that film. He's like, oh, it got, was all good until the aliens showed up. You got to come up with some new jokes, dude. I know all it your jokes. It took me uh, 46 years to get to this point of joke perfection. So, mm. you know, 
maybe by the time I'm 90, uh, 92, I'll be able to. Okay. <laughs> I have some new, I'll, I'll have a second act. You have a, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? Oh, by the way, mm -hmm. I just found out that they can reverse some. Okay. So there's a new study out and it looks okay. like they can reverse gray hair. Okay. Why would... That's it. That's all I got for you folks. So <laughs> no it, more just for men or whatever. You just like you uh, take a pill? Yeah, you take a... But What are the side effects? Well, there are some side effects. Um, like your knees get wobbly, uh, things like that. So You don't know enough about it, do you? No, I don't. I, <laughs> I just skimmed the title. It's like, new science says we can reverse gray hair. And I, mean, I skimmed it looking for baldness. Nothing. Nothing. You know. I don't actually think I enjoy gray hair. And if I do go gray, I'll just let it all go gray. I was just looking at that. Because it's I, kind of white gray. Yeah. Which I kind of like. Around liked. your temples, it's like. Mm -hmm. I um, like it. Well, I was just thinking to myself that um, when you do and if you do, and hopefully I'm still there. Uh, <laughs> You'll still be there. <laughs> when I get older, lose my hair many years from now. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know that song, but okay. Oh, I wrote it just now. Oh, okay. That's my tune. It's a Sean special. Will you still love me? Will you still... Okay. So, you never finished your train of thought. Oh, you went uh, into a, a song. And I was just thinking to myself how how pretty you are. Oh. Um, and if you do go gray. I have to pay you I'm, extra. I, I'm totally down with it. It looks good. And it, it's especially here and here. Uh, but it, it's cool. It's like that frosted winter. Mm -hmm. I like it. I went cool blonde. Cool blonde. Looking Minnesota, feeling California. Where's that from, too? You keep saying that it. is a Chris Cornell line from uh, Soundgarden. Oh, does that mean like but feeling it, like shit? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking cool, but I'm feeling pretty hot. Oh, so I'm looking Minnesota, feeling California. Interesting. But he sings it like with this, of course, got amazing, amazing voice, voice. Uh, much like my own. But <clears throat> ever since I had those uh, nodes, oh. I, I just can't sing like I you used know. to, Katie. So uh, I can do things like Batman. Oh my goodness. Oh, um, also, random side note, people here love to talk. Yeah, uh, if if we <sighs> are talkers and we can do a two-hour podcast, mm -hmm. imagine what the people of Austin, Texas could do. Mm -hmm. Boy, oh boy. You guys, they... the other day, we were getting out of our car because we'd gone, oh, we still owe them money. We went to this one bar because it was like, uh, I forget, oh, we'd gone to the recycling center. <laughs> again and so we have to drive we to the dump to shoot rats yeah we kind of go out to the recycling center and then as we make our way back toward our house we kind of go by like a little downtown area um or just like a little area i guess it's not really downtown we're not like down by the water it's like a little area that has like a couple strip malls a, you know there's like a heb and then there's a few restaurants and bars and so we're like, oh, we'll grab a beer or something at this place. And we haven't been here. We don't know any place really. So we're like, let's pop into this place. So we pop into this place. Well, they don't serve food. It's just drinks. And they're not really open yet, I don't think. But the guy was so nice. He's like, oh, sit down. I'll make you whatever you need. He's like, I'm not the bartender. So just tell me what you want. So we just ordered simple things. And then I was like, okay, well, we'll saddle up with you. And we know we're going to get out. And he's like, oh, I don't even know how to turn on the cash register or run anything. Just catch us later. Just come back later. And I was like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, don't forget Katie because I I don't intend to we'll go back we'll and, go back that's but, called good karma but then we went over to so so that's so I just tell that because then we got in the car and we were like okay we'll go get food now you know we had our beer 
let's go grab a sandwich or burger somewhere. And so I'm like, oh, I think there's this place around, you know, like a couple blocks away. So we drive and we park next to this place. And as we get out, I thought it was a little ridiculous that we drove. The, it was once I realized how close was like, it was. Wait, we just drove around. The yeah, I was like, wait, but that's fine. Because we're still getting the lay of the land. And we honestly weren't sure where we were going. Really? Again, the lay of the land. So we get out of the car and we're walking and I'm kind of waiting for Sean to get, I think, just to get out of the car and lock it. And this guy is crossing over the sidewalk from the other side of the street. And I was like, hot one today, huh? Because it was it was warm. And I was like schwitzing because that bar that had just opened, their air conditioner wasn't even real. It was kicking, but it wasn't fully going. He's like, I just started it up. I'm so sorry. I was like, don't worry about it. Um, we proceeded to talk to said gentleman that I said, hot one, huh? For about 45 minutes. The conversation went so deep as for him to tell us about a friend of his from another bar who had moved to Canada, who went and found a secret passageway in the Canadian Parliament. And that said passageway led him into the Prime Minister's office. That was the original a, Trudeau. Yeah, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. And he, this gentleman that he met at the bar uh, <laughs> snuck in from behind a filing cabinet through the secret passage. They had a great time, a great conversation, Pierre Elliott Trudeau and this man. And then Pierre Trudeau had to distract like the Mounties. Out. I was <laughs> because like, how to get in? My bullshit meter is not the best, but I was like, I don't know if this is true. Kate. But I think this guy just sits in bars and has weird conversations with and people. And he was a great guy. And then he told us about being like, he was a veteran. Of, he was in the Vietnam War, which I think and he, he was. He speaks Vietnamese. He was like a translator for a while. How he was called to go uh, to court to, to, to be on um, the oh, jury. jury. And he can't. No, because of his military background. And so he had this weird thing that he rattled off, like yeah, underneath the Department of Defense uh, benefactor am, line three. I am item legally seven. bound to to tell you that I cannot. Blah, and blah, blah. if you do not accept this. You have to call the FBI. It was all crazy. It was really guys, interesting. I just. All this random shit we're telling you. His name is James. His wife just had surgery five months ago. She's recovering well. Thanks for he asking. He had very long hair. And uh, he his just hair cut would, it off. Yes, because he would when he was changing her dressings, his hair would like get into, get into it. The he didn't feel good about it. All this to say, Katie and I are roasting in the sun, and Katie's looking at me every once in a while when he's not really when he's really engrossed in his storytelling. Katie, would, I, her eyes would dart to me like, "Let's get the fuck." I'm out like, of "How here. do how do you pull up like any honestly? If we talk for five minutes and then went, I'd be like, what a lovely man.'" But and like, he was a lovely man. He was, and but he really wants us so to hot. go to this other bar and grill because they play darts there. And then meet him up at this other beer place. You guys, lovely man, but it's hot. And all I said was, hot one today, huh? I, I've i got to stop being like, I, I guess it's not got to stop being so friendly. I need to have an out in conversation. So Kitty and I devised a plan. Mm -hmm. And that what plan goes roughly like when the conversation starts, you know, when they say, hey, what are you up to? Because inevitably that's kind of yeah. the beginnings of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I say, oh, we're just meeting some friends. We got to meet them in about five minutes, and yeah, so that gives you a five-minute window yes. for the new person to like condense all their storytelling. And I think if we had say, told James, oh. we have a time limit. Yeah, but I don't want to be the rude person who looks at my watch. No, so, but you can just say, hey, our friends are probably waiting for us. We got a scoot. So nice to meet you. Yeah, because you don't want to be mean. But holy moly, I. There was a lot of uh, storytelling going on. It was a lot every time, and I was we like, were, I'm really hungry. <laughs> that was my main issue. I was like. We thought we'd eat at the other place and they didn't serve food. And so I was like, oh, fine. But then that was like a half hour. He and told then we're us waiting. how the politics work in Texas, that it's yeah. women in the rotunda. Yeah, the rotunda. Who make all the decisions. 
uh, that they are the ones that get people elected. So it's all run by women, which I thought, that's great. Texas sounds good. Yeah. He also told us about the history of Texas, how mm -hmm. a man killed a pig by accident, and then that man had to flee to France. And otherwise, and so America ended up taking Texas back from, or claiming it from Mexico or something, and otherwise it would have been French Texas. And he said, you can learn all this. Uh, you just have to go into, you know, the you guys, capital, which is Austin, which again, is where we're at. So much information. And all I said was, hot one out, huh? And then a fire hose of information just streamed out of this man who. Yeah. Uh, it was, I mean, he was super, obviously super friendly, but oh my, I was like, I just want a burger. Also, Texans are giants because as you know, I'm six foot two. <laughs> this man was at least seven foot two. And I thought, my goodness, they're big. He here. was a big guy. Yeah. You and he really kept wanting to shake my hand. And during a pandemic, I'm I'm a little apprehensive, but uh, oh, he shook it once. No, three times in the conversation, because oh. there were three. It's like when you're watching a movie and there's a false ending. You're like, well, we're wrapping things up. So he shakes my hand. Oh, I don't remember. And then when he'd shake my hand, I'll seem be like, oh, I had never thought, you know. And then he'd he'd go into his. Uh, yeah, we've got to have an out. So we're gonna work. We're gonna practice our short conversations. <clears throat> Bipolar. Well, that's the show, folks. That's what you say. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. Okay. We have some letters and we need to catch up because we're only at May 1st. But this one is from our staff writer, Christoph. Oh, hola. Hey, Christoph. And the subject line reads, moving a riff, my wild imagination and new challenges and other news. Oh, okay. There's a lot. It says, hi, Katie. Hi, Sean. And dear OTDM universe, I hope by the time this letter reaches you, the stress of moving gets easier on you. It, it is. It is a great adventure, but of course, also very stressful. I'm glad that I didn't move much in my life. And by now, it would be a real nightmare. It, The more stuff you accumulate, right? Because I don't want to pack this house full of our shit. Christina warned me, the more space you have, the more you fill it. I'll burn it down before I pack this stuff up again. I mean, not... You know what I mean? Like, I don't want all this stuff. You're being really dramatic. I know. <laughs> it's it's not that I'd burn it down. It's just, my goodness, it's stressful having to move your stuff. When you realize how much stuff you have. Like, I'd, how I'd much did we fit into all. that apartment? I don't know. It was lot. a shit ton of stuff. I, I I look back on it as if I was a squirrel and I'd, I'd find some cotton batting and I'd stuff it in my yeah, nest. Yeah, we'd like stuff it. I mean, you are a hoarder sometimes. Like, you, you like hide, you squirrel things away, as we call it. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done that here. No, you have put things away in odd places. Like all of a sudden the coffee maker's on top of the fridge and I'm like, why would you put that on the fridge? We I have don't empty, like a lot of stuff on the counter. We have empty cupboards all over the place. Okay. <laughs> it's true. You know. I have um, no defense and it's true. I'm... But Sean does stuff like that. But we, our goal is to not pack this place. Okay, so he said it'd be a real nightmare to move. We have been in our apartment now for 23 years. Okay. And although there have to be some renovations, like a new bathroom, new kitchen, which is going well. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the bathroom was almost finished, except for like finishing touches. And then the kitchen honestly might be done by now. I'll have oh, to cool. talk to him. The thought of moving out would give me nightmares. It was stress enough to move in, though we did take our time and moved over the course of several weeks. It is nice when people are able to do that when they're moving like within their area. Right. What did Matt and Alexa say? Uh, mm -hmm. That they moved their, they made like Yeah, 20,000 trips. trips you know? He was like, uh, our, my friend, Dr. Alexa Altman, her and her husband moved house 
because they purchased a home and they're moving out of a rental. And over the course of the month that they had last, they paid their rent, right? So they had that whole month instead of getting like movers and having like, well, they had the movers come for like furniture, but right. then they're like, oh, we'll just, we'll do the rest of this stuff. And it ended up being like so many trips. Yeah. And Matt was like, it was a bad idea. Well, he drives a Jeep, so. He yeah, I can't fit that much in Half there. a box at a time, you know. They should have rented like a U-Haul truck for the day and just right. packed it up. But yeah, they they thought, which is true. I've felt this way too. Even with our doing just our car worth of stuff, you think it will fit and it does not. Like yeah. we had to ditch a lot of our plants because they wouldn't fit and eat the cooler. There were so many things that last day we were like, bye, can't take you. You know, we would have had to have no. a little trailer. I was like, no, but Katie, wait. <laughs> You're like, sorry. <laughs> no room at the end. Bye, Sean. Yeah. I'm going to put one of my house plants in the front seat. But where do I sit? I thought to myself. And Katie was like, I don't care. The rubber plant goes here. You can, I'll take you to LAX. Yeah. You ride Meet on the roof. Meet me in Tucson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It was, um, we had to get rid of a lot of stuff at the end there. It was, I mean, it was necessary, but it was also like, oh, I had a, the plants. It was the hardest for me. I could care less about the cooler. Okay. Is there anything else we got rid of last minute? Those are the ones I remember the most. Oh, all of our food, pretty much. Like, we tried to save some sauces and Bitters. I know I drank about like a quart of mustard and I was like, I can't, Sean, don't be so cheap. It's just French's mustard. You can get more. Well, that's like, the thing is we were being so we're, we're just, we're cheap individuals and not even cheap. My friend Allie would be like, not cheap. You're reasonable. Frugal. Frugal. But it felt so wasteful to just throw everything away. Yeah. And I was like, ah, was so hard. I mean, after. But then we eating, also moved stuff we didn't need. I was move. eating cinnamon. Like the week before, I was like, well, believe him put extra minute. cinnamon in the oatmeal. You know, I, and... I packed all the seasonings. Those the... Sean's making things up. Okay. Let's back, move, to back to Christoph. Okay. Um, they did take their time moving in over several weeks, but then we only moved within Vienna, not halfway across the country. In episode 64, you mentioned that parents often don't touch their children's rooms when they move out. Not my parents. They could not wait until we were out to start redoing our rooms. That grand designs on your space, huh? Oh my God, grand design. Especially when my sister moved out. The minute she got her last stuff out of the room, my dad tore down the wall to the next room to make it bigger. So whenever I visit my parents' house, our old rooms have totally changed, oh. while other rooms are mainly untouched over the years. That I can understand that. Because like if we had kids in our, because we have rooms off the side of the living room, I would want like a workout room or, you know, office, what we're using them for now. But I'm only seven. Sorry, kid, you got to go. You, you got to, we're gonna, you're going to sleep in, on the blow up in the, in the living room. In the <laughs> There's plenty of room in the cabinets. Don't worry. We'll put you, you in the like attic. That. Yeah. Okay. Sean, you asked for a riff for the, what grinds my gears segment. Yeah. I think I do have one. So I'll send it via speak pipe soon. Oh, okay, cool. Ooh, la, la. Um, it so might even was, be in here, but I can't. Yeah. I'm like, where's my riff, Christoph? Um, first, I was not sure if I could come up with something, but the one I chose, I think you will like it. Let's see if I can find it here. Let me just, just briefly, just quickly. Right. Again, SpeakPipe is a way for you to send in audio files to us. So if you want to leave an, a quick audio message, I think it's up to 90 seconds. So uh, you go to speakpipe.com forward slash something, something. I think it's OTDM pod. Um, it's, it's on in, the screen it's, right now. Yeah, there's a link in the description. Yeah. I don't think... I think we got one from Quebec. We did get one, but it doesn't look like it's Christoph. So Christoph, you um, and Ellison, but I don't think he has sent it. Yet. So feel free. We cannot wait. Please do send it. Okay. And maybe if I missed it, don't worry. We will get to it. 
says, then you talk about fantasy books, dragons and all that stuff. For sure. That was never really my thing. But when I read, I always have a great imagination. Me too. Me too. And as a kid, when playing with the neighbor's kids, we would take our favorite characters from books and that we just read and make up our own stories that we played, whatever it was. If it was pirates, then, oh, if it was pirates, then my beloved apple tree, which was great to climb on, would become our ship. Oh, and nice. Then maybe the cherry tree next to it would be the ship that we wanted to catch. And to this day, my favorite imagination comes from one of my all-time favorite books, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. And the adventures of Huckleberry Finn. I don't know these books. They were canceled. We don't, those books are no longer available. <laughs> Isn't that bullshit that people do that? That was, my brother loved those books too. They're phenomenal books. Um, I don't know if I actually read them. Phenomenal books. A phenomenal it's book. It's a phenomenal book, yeah. Uh, interesting. Uh, I won't get into it why it's canceled and, and what the lesson of the book actually is is counterintuitive to why it was canceled. It, it will, makes no sense. The but, book actually in and of itself teaches you like a better, like race relations, if you will. Yeah, that. Um, but instead of learning, we just cancel. Nobody learns. No, because they use a word that is no longer acceptable. Uh -huh. But the whole point of the book is that. that you can't treat people different. It's right. so. So let's cancel the book because it uses a bad word. Let's not think about what the lesson of the book Sometimes is. Sometimes people are so fucking stupid. Yeah. I think so. I think a lot of people are stupid. Yeah. So I'm glad you enjoyed That's that. That's okay. Book, Some Krista. people think I'm stupid. So it doesn't matter. But the cancellation stuff is fucking stupid. Okay. Yes. Especially in the summertime, I love to sit around dreaming that I was sitting on the banks of the mighty Mississippi River and maybe get a raft and travel down south. If you guys have not read the book, that's what they do. Uh, most certainly, I was more than thrilled when I visited the Mark Twain house in Hartford. And was standing in the room oh, where, he, where he wrote these great books. There's something really cool about that. Um, like being able to be in that space. I love that some of the, you know, like Mark Twain, there's some places you can visit and actually see what it was like or be in the space. Montecito. <clears throat> um, I think that's Thomas Jefferson's property. Is that in California? Like Montecito, no, California? In, uh, yeah. Boy, I could be getting it wrong. That may not be the name of his, uh, his estate. <clears throat> but I think it's in um, Virginia or uh, just outside of D.C. Oh, okay. And unbelievable to see that property. And, and mm. anyways, it doesn't really yeah. matter. It's cool moment, to be able to go to those places. To step into a place of history where something yeah. was written or created. I mean, imagine going in and, uh, and seeing where Michelangelo did his creations, mm -hmm. you know, or where he did his stuff. Huh? <laughs> Is this where Michelangelo did his stuff? Well, no, but like... Um... I was bummed we didn't get to do this when we were in Amsterdam. I wanted to go to the Anne Frank house. Yes. But I didn't realize, this is just me being silly, you guys. I thought it was like LA where like you can just buy your tickets the day of and, or the day before and show up. It was sold out for like months. Very popular location for tourism. Yeah. And as you know, they're hiding in a house. So it's not like you can allow a lot of people into this museum. Yeah, it's like small. It's like so few at a time. What a frustrating thing, right? You want people to see your museum, but like. It's just a couple of people at a time. Yeah, I think it was like 20 at a time or something. Anyway, um, I really wanted to go to that, but I didn't book it ahead of time. And in my ignorance, I didn't realize that Easter weekend in Europe is like a Huge. goddamn crazy holiday. They have like a four-day weekend or five-day weekend. In the States, it's like, it's nothing. Easter. It doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, it does. But the, Yeah, but, it's, but like, it's not like you don't get time off of work or anything. It's like Easter Sunday brunch or people go to church and that's like it. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. That was like everybody was out like partying and it was like a holiday weekend. Yeah. 
So, so good on you, Europe. Yep. And that's cool that you got to go to Mark Twain's house in Hartford. Okay. And going back to music, yeah. I started a new challenge. I started to learn the banjo. Although I usually would say that rock music is my favorite. Lately, I found myself listening to some banjo music. This started when I stumbled upon a Finnish folk punk band called Slackbird. I can highly recommend them. That's cool. They are banjo and accordion and sing in Finnish. Not that I understand one word. Arturi, Arturi Lekkonen would. Isn't he the Finnish right. one? Just Barry Kutkiniemi. Yep. Arturi Lekkonen. They're both Finnish? Yeah. 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 Both those are Canadian uh, members of the hockey team, if you didn't know, which they are winning. Yoel Armia, mm -hmm. which looks like Joel, but it Yoel. Does, but Yoel. That's how they pronounce that. And the, yes, the Canadians are winning. We can get into it another time. Thanks for asking, Christoph. <laughs> he didn't ask. Oh. <laughs> I said about the Finnishness. Okay. And then there are the Steve and Seagulls, another Finnish band who played heavy metal songs in a kind of bluegrass style. Oh, interesting. I'm into it. The Search Seagulls? for their video of November Rain and you will never listen to the original again. They're really hilarious. Oh, and as you were wondering about my greetings, service is a common informal greeting in Vienna. It means uh. something like hello, while Kustahand literally means kiss your hand and is told to ladies as a greeting of courtesy. Oh, service Kustahand. That would be like hello, kiss I kiss your hand. I don't think you do them together, but maybe. So it seems yeah, like you wouldn't separate. kiss their hand first and then say hello. <laughs> kiss their hand. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can. Service. <laughs> okay. And finally, last week, I got my first shot of the COVID vaccine. I'm so excited as this really means that the pandemic might come to an end soon. In three weeks, restaurants will open again. They have been closed since November. Wow. I don't know how people are surviving. I don't know. And to go there, you will either have to show a negative test or to prove your vaccination. So just in time. And hopefully travel will soon be possible again. If everything goes well, I do have tickets for a concert in Berlin in July, Ooh. which was postponed in 2020. I wonder who he's going to see. I don't know. I canceled mine for George Strait because first I postponed and because it got postponed. So you were allowed to postpone and then they forced you to cancel. I think because they didn't know when he would come back. Right. You know, so I had to cancel. Um that's it for this week. I hope your move to Austin's going well and there are no more incidents with knives or other dangerous items. That was a dangerous. Wow, I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was. Sean almost an impaled himself. Um, that was so. I forget what episode sometimes, that was in, but I, it was, that was a boner move I pulled. It was so. It was just so you in some ways. And I don't mean that you do dumb things like this. I just mean that when you were doing it, I said to you, Honey, just roll them up. And you're like, I thought that like you didn't want to hear me. You were like, stop telling me what to do. And I was like, well, just be careful. Uh-huh. And then the nice disposal during the move was uh, one of the sketchiest things I've ever done. It's like we should have rolled episode. them into cellophane. I wish there was somebody cutting together like all the, the bonehead stuff we talk about. You know, uh, that was definitely one. We could hire somebody. Thanks maybe. for reminding us, Christoph. Yeah, that's really funny. Okay. Um. Oh, and we will miss the bookcase and Katie's videos, but I'm sure you'll find another great backdrop in your new home. Maybe somewhere on the second floor. LOL, that doesn't exist. Up on the roof? Yeah, you know. Remember, because I was like, does it have a second floor? And you're like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I was like, I think it does. Greetings from Austria, Christoph. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you look at so many houses and so many photos. We we forgot that this is just a one-story home. I thought no, we was, moved in. We're like, damn it. It's like, where are the stairs? No, we knew before. It was like... Literally, I thought it for maybe three days. And then we looked, remember? And you're like, so where would the stairs go? And I was like, 
this isn't the house that I was visioning. It was the other one that we didn't get. By the way, mm-hmm. we have won our battle against the mice. Yes. That's that's the update. Oh, that's that's it. There's no more mouse poop in the Coming garage. Coming to you live, there's we have nothing. an update about They know the there's garage. a new sheriff in town, although I do have to dress like a mouse sheriff, so it's kind of weird. It's a little funny. The yeah. ears are a little itchy. No, but John, so we have this guy, John, that's coming by to help us uh, do some of the repairs on the home when we had the inspector come. There was like a list of things that we had to take care of, and he's been slowly doing certain things, and we were telling him about the mice poop in the garage, and he was like, oh, well, when it got cold, a lot of times they moved into things. He's like, now that you're here, it, once they know someone's in there, he's like, they most likely will leave, but put out some traps. If they're living there, you'll catch them and blah, blah. I put traps out. They're, uh, what do they call those? Uh, nice traps. They're yeah, not the humane. Traps. They don't kill humane, them. Humane, that's it. They're the ones that you like catch and release. Yeah. So, but Anyways, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't caught, caught anything to release and no, no more poop. Nope. I think they just know that we're here. And so they're like, oh, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, they're like, we're move on here. to the next. The yeah. neighbor's selling their house like five blocks down. They're over there now. Whew. Uh, so I went out and investigated the backyard a little bit more because we've, uh, we're fighting the, the mosquitoes and now sweet, you sweet mosquitoes. The cicadas here are absolutely terrifying. The they're cicada the, update. They're like the same as the ones we saw in Palm Springs. No, no, Palm no. The Springs. ones I took the photo of. Oh, that's like they shed their shell, which we know, saw those in Palm Springs. It does not look comfortable. It's like they, like an, uh, a horror movie. So there's these He's carcasses. You can show them the are, photos. Yeah, they're right here on the screen. So they're, they're um, basically I was wandering in the backyard and I found uh, some cicadas that had these like, they're like prehistoric uh, barbs and they're holding onto the wood. It's the shells. So I shot some macro photos of them. I was pretty proud of the photos. They're, they're great. You're being very dramatic about these shells. Well, they, the back of the cicada is like, so the, the, the shell of it is in perfect shape, except the back is split open. Yeah, and it's the, like somebody unzipped it and it popped out the back. But violently, you know. It doesn't look violent. It's just it doesn't look comfortable. He's being very dramatic. Anyway, so so these these cicadas, I didn't know that they emerge from their shell yet again. I thought they come out of the ground, they buzz around, they make those funny noises, and they go away or get eaten by birds or whatever. Or what, both. Yeah. What's going on where they emerge from their own back? No, there's a, it's like aliens. No, they grow. I think it's they outgrow that shell. I don't know if it's an exoskeleton. I'd have to read about it. But I know that it's very common because in Palm Springs, we'd see a bunch of those, like almost like a graveyard of them in an area. Oh, I don't remember that. But it's almost so, like snakes, how they shed their skin. And you'll find like that kind of fragile. Like, I bet if we touch it, it'd be like, Hush, you know, it is a good feeling. You know, when you get sunburn and you pull the skin off mm-hmm. and, you know, when you get a really good piece, like a big crispy piece <laughs> and it's like. It just feels good. Like it's, you're pulling away and the new fresh skin, skin, the new fresh skin Mm -hmm. is like breathing. It's a little dewy. And you're like, oh, that's nice. Like baby feet. Mm, Baby feet. We actually have another baby feet that we got from Barefoot Scientist. We should do it. But they haven't, um, I don't think we've, we haven't used it. I packed it. If you want to know what baby feet is, by the way, guys, I think we've talked about this. Yes. It is a game changer in the world of, uh, in the foot game. It peels off all your dead skins, but you do have to be prepared for the peeling. And some people say it's too gross for them. They can't do it. Like Linnea was like, absolutely not. The first time I did it, my heel came off in one big piece because I would, Katie was like picking the bits I'm off I'm a picker. Her skin. I can't help myself. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to wait until I have a big piece of skin to take off. That's how Sean plays. Anyways, I was like, I think it's happening. But I was like five days behind Katie. The peeling is And then happening. I put my hand on my heel and it came off like... <laughs> and underneath was 
it went from being like a dry heel, you know, like a dude heel that just whatever. I'm, I got rough feet to, it was like a newborn's foot. Baby it was, feet. But it was very tender. Like, well, that's the thing. You don't want to do it before summertime because then you're going to get calluses again. Yeah. Like, my, my footsies were a little tender, but they looked beautiful. Like I could take them out at a party and people wouldn't be like, whoa, 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 what's with your dogs? You know, they'd be like, they'd be like, wow, look at that man's feet I don't feet think anybody there. think, and also don't take your feet out at a party. That's weird. <laughs> Plop my feet up on someone's you know table. Okay. We have a letter from Jennifer. Jennifer. Are you done talking about your feet or do you have more no, foot no, stories? Okay. This is called. I'm trying to attract a certain audience. Uh, <sighs> Clearly. Jennifer, what's going on? It's, How you doing? it's entitled my first car accident or not oh. or not. Okay. okay. I'm back. That's what it says. Oh, okay. it's your resident pinball, Texas energy guitar, blah, 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 blah. Expert. <laughs> I had to take some time off because my dog was having some major medical issues. Sadly, she died a week ago at oh. 16 years old. Hey, you got 16 years hey. out of that dog. Oh, oh, not but, out of that dog, but with that dog, that's amazing. Yeah, but still very sad. I'm so sorry for I your loss. I bet you have a lot of great memories. But this will not be a sad email. Okay. So do not fret. It might cause some anxiety, though. Winky face. By the time you're reading this, I'm guessing you've made it to Texas. We you have. guessed correctly. We have not visited the pinball arcades yet. No, uh, we haven't done really much of anything. No, we've been trying to set up, you know, and we're working. But yeah. um, And I had the workshop on the weekends. Yeah, we've had a lot of stuff going. But we're ready to start playing we're re soon. We're ready. Just in time for summer. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I know we're in summer, but the weather has gotten beautiful. It's no longer that humid. <laughs> An inferno? What? Nothing. I was listening. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyways, welcome to this great and dare I say interesting state. I can't wait to hear about your adventures here. Since I moved here not long before the pandemic hit, I'm looking forward to finally being able to explore what Texas has to offer outside of Dallas. Oh. Make sure to keep us all updated. We will. It's the week of our anniversary in July. We're taking off and we'll probably try to make it out to the lake and maybe Fredericksburg, maybe down to Dripping Springs, uh, maybe just in Austin proper learning eating, walking, barbecuing, things like that. So we will keep you updated. Do not fret. I'd also like to take a docent tour because it's the capital. Mm -hmm. So, and we don't have to do that on our anniversary, obviously. But That's not very romantic. No, no. But I, I would like to know the history of Texas a little bit closer, like uh, the we'll Chisholm Trail. Offered. and They might have like something that's offered. Go to the stocks, the stockyards in San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. Okay. Anyways, so on episode number 64, you wanted to hear about people's first car crash. We did. This seems to have resonated It quite really a bit. did, because everybody's had a car crash. I know, I love hearing well, these stories. Well, this story's not about that, because that's actually a pretty boring story. But this email is about, is my first almost car crash at the age of 17. What's funny is that I just started listening to episode 65. And what does Sean start talking about around minute six? Exactly what almost caused my first car crash. I have no idea you forget. Brace yourself for a wild ride and 17-year-old almost having a heart attack. So picture this. It's a beautiful <laughs> sunny day in Los Angeles in the mid-90s. We had just gotten some much-needed rain the day before. Being that I had recently gotten my driver's license just a couple of months earlier and had access to my parents' car. I'm that so jealous of kids who grew up in the sunshine. Is that Florida? No, in California. Mm -hmm. um, what do you mean, Florida? What are you talking about? She said Los Angeles. I know, but is I that was, in Florida? I was about to call California the Sunshine State, and then I corrected oh. myself mentally. I was like, "Wait, no, that's Florida." It is Florida. I'm jealous of kids who grew up in 
a sunshine-like state. Mm. Uh, in a warm, California, sunny state. Yeah, in, in beautiful weather. I can only imagine what what that childhood... I know the, the kids from California probably are like, I wish I grew up cross-country skiing and having soakers. And Nobody you know, likes that. You know, where, and I don't... Where like the snow melts and all the dog poop is on the lawn from winter. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow up in... I grew up in a mid-ranged area. Never got too hot, never got too cold. Right. But Summer I bet you was the, warm and I would enjoy it. Yeah. I always wanted to be like the karate kid where you leave the East Coast and you go to California well, or wherever. I know, but it was a little later. Oh, so. well, you know, you do what you can. Okay. okay. So back to Jennifer, 17-year-old. So, yep. she just And she had access to her parents' car. I decided to have a fun day and drive to Rodeo Drive to window shop and wish I was rich. I used to do that too. And I would just try stuff on like Christian Dior, things I can't afford. Becky and I used to get all dressed up, <clears throat> all fancy-like and go to really? ro Rodeo Drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I could, I could do it. So why not? I agree. I got permission from my dad to take his 1991 Toyota MR2 on this adventure. Cool car. I've attached a picture that I just found of the car that I was driving since I know Sean is a car guy. I like the Toyota okay, MR2. Scroll down. Oh, oh, it was white. Very yeah. cool. It, it's a it's bitch a and cool ride. cool car. I still think the MR2 is awesome. It's competitor. So around that time, you had uh, people driving Fieros. Uh-huh. But Fieros were like Pontiacs. And although... I don't know. It didn't really do it for you me. You didn't like it? But I do like the Toyota MR2. Hmm. Well balanced. It's it's a beautiful car. It says, as a side note, this is also the car I had to use for my driving test since all we had was the MR2 and a huge 90s conversion fan. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the story. We got off topic. So I start my drive from the South Bay. The Los Angeles one, not the San Francisco one. Okay, so if you guys don't know, in LA, the South Bay is like, north of long beach but south of la and it's essentially where everybody jokes that that's like where people grow up and where parents it's like it's got uh redondo is that technically south bay maybe it yeah, is i was thinking like so anyway i always think of it as like uh torrance and uh palace verdes and all of that area yeah you have that's the, the south bay you have the santa monica bay mm -hmm. and then you have the south part of the santa monica bay oh so anyway so that's south bay I think so not San Francisco, L.A. and head to Rodeo Drive. I'm on Wilshire Boulevard, which is what we lived off of, getting ready to turn left under Rodeo Drive. And I don't know if it's still the case, but back in the 90s, it was an arrow to turn. Yep. It yep. was an arrow. It's still that same way. Yeah. And that uh, to go on to Little Santa Monica. And no. Oh, no, not Little Santa Monica. I'm sorry. She's turning from Wilshire under Rodeo. She's not. Oh, like from, as if I'm going to Barry's office. Yes, but yeah. she could be on Wilshire farther up and turn onto Little Santa Monica. But she's turning directly from Wilshire to Rodeo. Okay. Um, I sat and waited for my green arrow and then slowly started to turn left. But before we get to the excitement, just so your readers who have never been to Rodeo Drive understand, it's a very touristy area with a lot of poor people like me who visit. True. It's jamming. That Do you place. think that's because of pretty woman? I think it's just like, it's, the it's a thing it's you want to see. And yeah, it's like it, it is a thing. Once upon a time, I think in the world of uh, storefronts, mm -hmm. collections of stores used to be very unique. Well, so you couldn't go online and purchase things. You had to go to the store. So you probably could only get specific things at Rodeo. Drive. Yeah. And there were certain shopping areas that were very uh, bougie to go to. South Coast Plaza was mm -hmm. one of them. Uh, Henry Sagerstrom was one of the first people to develop a property and put, you know, all these Come high on. end, but high end stores together to have a real collection. And you had, I know there's a place in France or in Paris, uh, whatever. Where the, the naked bank. ladies dance? 
There's a place in France. And then uh, Rodeo Drive was another of these mm -hmm. exclusive collections. However, fast forward. Um, to now? To now. And these collections of high-end uh, stores, fashion mm -hmm. houses, they're everywhere. So it's not as special. Like Rodeo Drive, that collection, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to get it unless you were in New York on whatever, not 7th Avenue. That's where the, the hookers were. But um, <laughs> what a collection of hookers they have on this. <laughs> My God, these are high end, aren't they? <laughs> Do you mean like Park Avenue or? Yeah, that's what I meant. Park okay. Avenue. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure what you mean. Well, but you know what I mean? There were these shopping collections, places you would go. Mm -hmm. And that's, it was a real attraction. But now you can go to the the mall, the Westfield Mall has a collection of, you know, all these high end stores or. I mean, it's just more, we're, we're with, it's not even the stores or collections of stores because nobody gives a rat's ass about that anymore. You can get everything online. That's a good point. So, but anyways, it is a very touristy area and a shit ton of people show up and it's still crazy. And you always, like if you're having lunch, because there's a ton of good food to eat over there. Like, Ilf, was it, uh, not Ilfernayo. No, there's Ilf, I think it's Ilfernayo. Had this amazing bow tie salmon pasta thing. Yeah. But anyway, if you're eating out on a patio there, because almost every restaurant has a patio, you'll forever see like crazy rich people being dropped off, getting out of like their SUV that their driver is driving. And like draw, and then they'll come pick them up later with all these shopping bags. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. Um, but also there's a lot of poor people like us who go and are like, ooh la la. Okay. So, but a lot of rich people still go there to shop and bring their very expensive cars. Back to my not so exciting adventure. Here's where it gets interesting. I'm partway through my turn onto Rodeo Drive. And you expect that when you turn the wheel, uh, when you turn the wheel to straighten out, you will go straight. Uh, uh, that's not what happened. I was trying to straighten out, but the car was continuing to go left towards the cars, trying to turn left onto Wilshire. So you know how they're like, they're doing their thing and you're doing your thing and you're supposed to go like, shoo, shoo. But she was like, hey, okay. Very uh, descriptive for those people at home who <laughs> don't know. <laughs> but just didn't straighten out. If there were no cars trying to turn, that would have that would have sucked on its own. But the big issue was that there's a brand spanking new BMW 7 Series that I was heading straight towards. Oh, it's like a land yacht. It's, yeah, also very expensive. As a 17-year-old brand new driver, I obviously panicked, not knowing what to do. I instinctively kept turning the wheel to the right, trying to desperately get away from the oncoming, un oncoming BMW. Within inches of hitting the BMW, the car finally got some traction. It started to turn right. I thought I was saved, but wait, we're not done. <laughs> I was now heading toward the right and tried to straighten out so I could get control of the car and go park. But then yet again, when I was expecting the car to start straightening out, it kept going towards the right. This time I was heading straight for the sidewalk. I was heading toward a brand new Mercedes parked on the street. Ah! What? what is going on here? It, I, something's wrong with the car, I assume. Is she on ice? I'm not. No, she's in L.A. I'm I know. That's why I'm like, what is going on? This car is so squirrely. I think, what would ha would something be wrong with the steering? Like the the I, bolt wasn't holding the steering wheel. No, no. We're uh -huh. Maybe we'll find out. For the second time within seconds, panic sets in. This time I'm frantically turning the wheel towards the left, trying to get away from the Mercedes. And again, within just with inches to spare, the MR2 catches some traction and I barely miss hitting the Mercedes. Thankfully. The MR2 caught enough traction that I was finally able to fully control the car, straighten it out, and go park. 
I was in literal shell shock from what I experienced over a matter of seconds. It felt like an eternity for a 17-year-old me. I seriously thought I was going to have a heart attack. I tell the story all the time now because I can laugh about it 27 years later. <clears throat> but it still causes me anxiety each time I tell it. Giving me anxiety. By the way, I still never told my parents about this event at all. LOL. <laughs> Car's fine. <laughs> it must be fine. You don't want to lose your driving privileges. You know? Yeah, I just wonder what happened. I don't know. Like why it was like not doing what you needed it to do. Does I she, could, huh? she doesn't tell us? I haven't finished yet, oh. so maybe. I can tell you, though, I learned a very valuable lesson that day about rain. It's because it had rained. So it was like the you traction hot dogging around. The, of the wheels. It would like slide because okay. we were talking about how LA is so Probably greasy and terrible. Probably gassed the wheels turned and yep. just went sailing. Okay. Yep. Greasy. Also, and it this is rains, in your defense, so. Jennifer, mm -hmm. what happens in California is people um, don't take into account that because it doesn't rain as often, there's an accumulation of you know, basically pollutants on the road. Yeah. So that's oil from car, you know, the, mm -hmm. the center line that's always darker, right? Yeah. Because that's where the oil pan is. And so oil drips and it just sits and builds it sits. up. And then when it does rain, all this grime rises. Oh, the grime. And it's like a, a frothy, grime. you know, like. A, no, but sometimes it, it, this is kind of gross for people who don't live in a place like that. But sometimes when it does rain, because it could be soap on the road, there could be oil. You'll you see, I've seen bubbles come out i've seen it kind of like it'll steam which is weird because it's, it's hot but the rain chemicals are evaporating it's a lot road. and it's kind of gross yeah so in your defense and like foams yeah you, you probably hit some foamy sludge yeah and, and just and we should have remembered because she said that it had rained at least that's how i'd defend you if you had had the accident and i had to go to court and as so a nothing lawyer. was wrong with the car it was just wet mm -hmm. okay I can tell you, though, I learned a very valuable lesson that day about rain and what it does to roads. To this day, I'm very cautious after it rains, no matter how sunny it is or how dry the roads seem. That oil on the roads that the rain lifts up becomes as dangerous as black ice. I 100% agree. Yeah. You just can't see it until you hit it. In a place where it doesn't rain too often, like Los Angeles, the oil on the roads does not get washed away. It just sits there waiting for it to rain. It's true. It's true. So there you Crazy. have it. The story of my almost first accident. It's much more exciting than my first accident story in college. I roll. I can't wait to hear everyone else's anxiety producing stories. LOL, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. And sorry we did not remember that you uh, talked about rain. And we were like, what happened to the car? What's wrong with the car? Nothing's wrong with the car. It was wet. If we had exhibited, or not we, collective we, but me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I had exhibited a little bit of patience, you would, would have gotten have. there like three seconds later. So lesson learned. The next letter, I'll try and interrupt a little less. Mm. And you have two ears, one mouth, Sean. Just, Use them accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. But it wouldn't a, be a very compelling podcast if I listened the whole time. No, we got to. I don't mind the interruptions. Okay. Pardon my the chicken wing is hurting. You guys, it's killing me. My shoulder back here. I, I took two ibuprofen this morning, but maybe it's worn off since then. It shouldn't be. I got to get a massage. And go maybe see a doctor, but do my stretches. I had a lot to do a lot of things. I had a busy day. Okay, let's move on to Aaron's email. It is entitled, I'm so jealous. Okay. She's so jealous. <laughs> Hello, Sean and Katie and the OTDM family. Just a quick note to say that I am totally jealous that you are moving to Austin, Texas because of the fact that you will be about 30 miles away from my favorite band, Blue October. Remember how much she loves them? Ah. They live in San Marcos. College we looked town. at houses in San Marcos. We almost moved there, but then I thought, you know, the name of our uh, um, 
band is called Red October. And mm. I thought if we were next to Blue October, it may cause a little. After the film, Red October? Yeah. Hunt, the Hunt for Red. The Hunt for Red October mm. was written about Katie and I, uh, our band. and. Um, but we looked at Mar- San Marcos, but the house just didn't pan out. But they have tubing there. And we were like, why not three the, Yeah. Although it's funny, some of my friends were like, you're not going to like it. It's like a college town. And we looked up and I was like, I will like that. That is fine. Yeah, I, I, I think it was pretty cool looking, uh, but we haven't visited yet. So uh, San Marcos, if it's you on the list. don't know, and this is one of the most uh, attractive things, is that mm-hmm. there's a river that you can float. Mm-hmm. And said body of water is annually, or, or no, the average temperature is like 72. No, it's, it's year 72 round. year round, they say. It's <laughs> spring fed, and that spring is nice and warm. And she just says, anyways, I hope you have the best move possible. Hugs from Toronto, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. It's it is nice that we're close. Oh, ooh. Bernice sent us a non lettuce salad. Give me your best salad, a non lettuce salad. Oh yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was like, please send in your best salads that are non non lettuce. Yeah, because so potato salad, macaroni fluff. salad, uh, strawberry fluff salad. I I think I might have mentioned this on the pod. Is I think that's where this came from. Is there's that. I just watched another one of hers on TikTok. Oh. She's a uh, Minnesotan woman. She's like, hi there. I'm here. Is your Minnesotan uh, whatever to, to make us a Minnesotan salad? And the last one she made was Snickers salad. And then she made one called, I don't know. It was like something dirt. And she had crush, crunched up Oreos to okay. make dirt. Right. Anyway, I'll have to, I'll put the, I'll get Sean the link. She's hilarious. Non-lettuce salad. It's called frog eye pasta salad. I'm already very intrigued intrigued, and want to eat this. What do you think, Katie, based on the name of that uh, salad? what I've what already would, seen. Oh, you know what the ingredients mm-hmm. are? Mm. It's not a ton of ingredients. So, okay. But frog eye. So why would it be frog? Think about this. Peas? Close. Like you have one. It's the color. Green. Kiwi? Getting warmer. What did you just have the other day? A panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm going to get into this. It's Pepe pasta cooked. I don't know what Pepe is. It's like penne, but with a P. <laughs> Maybe she meant penne pasta. I don't know. It says Pepe. Two cans pineapple tidbits with the juice. Don't get rid of that juice. Don't don't pour it out. It's wasteful. Two pineapple box. is so good. Pineapple is delicious. That it- I can eat it until my mouth is, is Bernice, completely raw. We used to have this growing up. I'm going to have to ask my mom what it's called. We did not call it frog eye pasta salad, but okay. So Pepe pasta cooked or penne. We're not sure. Two cans pineapple tidbits with the juice. Two boxes pistachio pudding mix. One. Lo- we also put pistachios in ours too. One large whipped topping container chill in fridge for a couple of hours it's the best bernice it is the best it's delicious i don't think i'd want uh macaroni salad with sweet we have to stuff. look up what pepe pasta is yeah but i'm telling you the pistachio and whipped topping ooh. also i don't think i'd want my pistachios to get wet oh well, i do like them in ice cream so hmm. maybe but it just seems like a pistachio should have like a little crisp to it like it's been toasted well then we don't in that sweet sweet well you don't salt make powder. it like days before so just a couple hours the pistachios that we we crushed them they're not whole mm. and they do have crunch still why are pistachios so good i don't know pistachio pudding with the whipped topping and the pineapple and that yeah. it's very good 
Bernice. Okay. I'm in. 10 out of 10. Okay. Ellison forgot to include the pictures. Okay. Of when she almost died. <laughs> Remember? Because she was like the scar, yeah. but it kind of healed. Yeah. You can kind of see it a little bit. But I, I don't think see it. Barely. See? Oh, she's ever like Harry so, Potter. Ever so slightly. Yeah. Right. Do you have some special powers? You tell us. You tell us. I love it that she included those. <laughs> okay. Ellison also sent us a speak pipe. Let's have a listen. Okay. We're going. We're loading. Hello, Katie and Sean and fellow OTDM writers and listeners and fans all over the universe. I, as a native Utah, <laughs> want to go over some Utah slang with y'all. I didn't know Utah. First, the first word is bist. Mm. I bist it. We've used Second that Second is nickmo. So-and-so and I had a nickmo. I don't know. What Third word is slough. I sloughed school today, which Brush I would off. never Skipped. do. Like um, Molly Mormon. Like Jack Mormon? She's such a Molly Mormon. Oh. The like third Jesus. one is scones. Scones. And then the last one is Holy War. The Holy War is BYU, Brigham Young University, and U University of Utah. It's the Holy War. Oh. It is a rivalry that has gone down for a very long time. That's funny. The Holy War. When they play, it's the Holy, the Holy War. War. Scones, fried pieces of dough with honey butter. Ooh. Among other toppings, just depends on the person. Yes. Molly Mormon. I like scones. So-called goody two-shoes, teacher's pet. Mm. Everybody knows one. Mm. Molly Mormon. Slough mm. means to ditch or to miss. Yep. So, like, I sloughed class. I ditched class. Just didn't go. Nickmo is a non-committal makeout. You can oh. say so-and-so and I had a Nickmo where you literally just make out. Nothing's going to come of it. You just made out. And then biff means to trip over something. Like, I biffed mm -hmm. it over the curb. I tripped over the curb. We said biffed. Yeah. I know biffed. Oh, that's it. Okay. That was really funny. And I she would... She didn't say goodbye. She didn't. She just hung up on us. She just hung up. Hmm. All right. Well, I I do like hearing that slang. Uh, biffed, I think, is uh, universal. It must have a different root. Or not universal, but we said it where we were growing up too. So maybe it's in pop culture or something. Mm -hmm. mm. But what, Enigmo? That's just making out Enigma, for... Enigma, a non-committal makeout. Oh. oh, hey, it's Enigma. Mormon. Uh... I know it's like a Mormon speak or yeah. something. I'm like, isn't that just making out in general? <laughs> you know, if you're just like, I don't know, making out with somebody, you're not really swapping in a relationship. Spit. Yeah, you're swapping spit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. And the Try, Mo trying Molly it on Mormon. for size, you know. Molly Mormon, I do like that. That's a good one. I'm going to start calling. Shoes. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start using that. Thank you, Ellie. That's hilarious. <clears throat> okay. Yes. So she sent us the speak pipe and she also sent us an email. Okay. Ready? Yeah. So Ellie says, Utah slang episode 65 and jello salad question mark. Hello, Katie and Sean. Episode 65 was so fun. Hope the move, um, the moving went slash is going well. Moving is the worst. It totally is. I wanted to write in about weird Utah salads, but more importantly, weird Utah foods. Mm. We certainly have a lot of them. Funeral potatoes, jello salad, fry Funeral sauce, potatoes. and a few others. Funeral potatoes are a potato dish normally eaten at, you've guessed it, funerals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Who forgot to bring the funeral potatoes? <laughs> Here we are at a funeral, and there's no funeral potatoes. <clears throat> They're a potato casserole. 
with breadcrumbs and cheese on top. Oh. That sounds delicious. You know, you have enough of that and you're making your own funeral. <laughs> Is it causes of funeral potatoes? <laughs> They're creamy and yummy, but a little strange to eat. Yeah, because like the potato and then the crumbs and cheese, it's like messy probably. I dig it. I'm in. Okay. Jello salad is made of jello with fruits and veggies, and it's something that I'm not very fond of, but it is at a lot of potlucks and my family gatherings. And you can add pretzels, nuts, marshmallows too, depending on what you want. We have that too. I've even had jello salads with like uh, celery and onion and pistachio in them and jello. It's real weird. Shit gets weird. I agree. You can suspend anything in jello, really. Well, yeah, but it's like as a salad, they like mix it like a, you know, it's like all broken up and with other stuff and right. who wants vegetables in there Jello. i just had a weird flashback to a i don't even know if we should if i should share this it doesn't really have any bearing on the story but uh when i was a kid i remember going to the shopping mall mm -hmm. like a really small kid and i think my dad participated in some sort of like contest okay and they had you know like an above ground swimming pool okay in the shopping mall and it was above filled ground in the shop what yeah and well it was a contest and they were giving away oh so they brought the pool in and like put it together in the shopping yeah mall and there was exactly what and the there was a crowd i don't know i'm just having this flashback mm. right now and there was a crowd of people around the swimming pool and there were contestants and i think my dad was one of the contestants <laughs> and you had to jump in the into the swimming pool mm -hmm. to get uh to find car keys and if you found the right car keys like oh, there was a bunch the of them yeah, but the trick was there was a ton of car keys in the pool and it, the pool was filled with jello. They had suspended car keys in the jello. This seems so, like a lie. I think this is real. I think this was like, this, I'm just having you, a flashback. Anyways. You got so, the smirk. Are you being serious? Or I, I'm being serious. Like I, Sean I think my, tells us a lot of stories, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think this happened. I don't know. It's like a so early childhood memory. you don't really jump memory. into the pool. I mean, you do, but it's jello. So you're like... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's more fun for the audience members than the person who's trying to win the car. Eric, unless you win the car. Eric, let us know. Is this true or is Sean making it up? Or did you make it up and tell Sean and then he pretends it, it was true? Uh, okay. Because well. it doesn't sound very real. And then what do you do? You're in a mall covered in jello when you get out. Like, do they have showers? <laughs> well, you just continue on your day. You keep going You're like all shopping. sticky, gross. What flavor of jello? No, no, just the regular gelatin. I mean, the pool itself is crazy. And then... Even if it was water. What a wild thing to flash into my memory. I wonder I wonder how much of that is accurate. I don't know. Okay. okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the story. Yeah, we're talking about funeral potatoes. And, well, it was Jello. The Jello tri triggered it. So, yes, Jello salad's weird, and I've had it too, and I'm not a huge fan. Fry sauce is ketchup and mayo mixed together, but is not mayo chup. Mayo chup is far too sweet for, to be fry sauce. Mayo I've, chup. I've never even heard of mayo chup. I have heard people say fry sauce before. I have heard people say fry sauce. And you can get fry sauce sometimes at like different uh, like burger joints. You can mix mayonnaise with pretty much anything and it makes it better. It's delicious. But mayo chup, it's, it's kind of like Dijonese when they yeah. put it together. Ooh, but sweet, sweet it can Dijonese. be like not quite the right mix if you like to make it yourself. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mayo chup's far too sweet to be fry sauce. I will pretty much eat fry sauce with everything. I I don't doubt it. And I also would eat that with everything and then weird foods from my childhood it's a segment that i like very much <laughs> mac and cheese and hot dogs 100 percent, all the time you make a box of mac and cheese and you cut up cooked hot dogs and put the pieces in the mac and cheese yes i never Same. had that what 
I did not like mac and cheese growing up. I thought it was disgusting. What's wrong with My you? sister was a mac fanatic. I love mac. And I, she's still a mac I fanatic. And I did not like it because she liked it. So I was like, oh, no. Mm -mm -mm. I love mac and cheese and I am still a mac fanatic. Secretly though, mm -hmm. at one point in my life, I think, you know, when my sister and I lived in separate houses, mm -hmm. you know, you, you go your own way. You, you ate grow your up. own mac and cheese? I did. And it made me think about her. And I remember sitting there in the corner crying because my sister wasn't around, but I was I was such a sad crier and I had a package of the cheese and I was just, eating, just the, eating the, the cheese? dry cheese crying. I, was I like, can't imagine you I miss my sister. You know? I don't think that's true, but no. I'm pretty sure you ate the powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought well, Kim would have Kim would have done this. Kim would have liked this. She would have approved. Um, yeah, I love mac and cheese and I still have dreams. Speaking of ketchup, there was this restaurant in L.A. for probably about two or three years called Ketchup and they made where dreams go to die. It was just actors working as, you know. Well, it was like a hip Hollywood type. It was in Hollywood. So it was like this Hollywood type restaurant. Yeah. But my friend Liz and I went there and they had lobster mac and cheese. And holy fuck, you guys, it was so delicious. And they their fries were really good also. Obviously, if you have, because they made like five different kinds of ketchup. You could do like spicy ketchup, which they have at Whataburger. And I was like, this is delicious. Spicy ketchup, mild. And then they had uh, like original ketchup. They had different flavors. And I forget one was like Chipotle, you know, they had different things. Anyway, it was oh garlic ketchup. It was delicious. Oh. And I love that restaurant. And I was really sad. And then they'd come around because it was like Hollywood and it was next to a bunch of different clubs and stuff. They'd come around to your table and like for two dollars, you get the shot of the night and you do shots. And, you know, I was like 21. You're doing so. shots at a Fuck restaurant? yeah. In Hollywood? When I'm 22 or whatever? Yes. They're not like straight shots of just look. It's like the mixy things, oh, you know. Oh, like a purple. Or... Yeah. Yeah, like a, I don't know. Yeah, purple blue blue straw. I don't know. Sex on the beach. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, whatever they were, I don't even know. You want the sex on the beach to be slippery. You don't want it to be gritty. <laughs> Not gritty. Hey, what's in the sex on the beach? Is that sand? <laughs> ah, it's gritty. It's, it's got salt. It's salted rim. <laughs> <laughs> salt because of the sea do you want gritty you want your rim salted uh hey hey hey, hey 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 keep it pg i'm just kidding okay so yes mac and cheese and hot dogs i can't believe you never had that as a no. kid that's so crazy no. and then also grilled cheese and tomato soup yes although my mom always made the tomato soup with milk not water because it makes it richer and creamier and right so much better right. that's that is a better uh, tomato soup yeah so it's not separate you must dip the grilled cheese into the tomato soup. 100% agree with I, that. I agree. <clears throat> and as expected, dad jokes. Uh. Hey. Number one. My wife said I should do lunges to stay in shape. That would be a big step forward. <laughs> <laughs> but um, boom. Singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap <laughs> opera. <laughs> Um, what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? I don't know. Sophisticated. Uh, sophisticated. <laughs> so sophisticated. Sean so sophisticated. If April brings May, sh May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. Ah! Oh! Dear math, grow up and solve your own problems. 100%. <laughs> Happy Saturday, OTDMers, and happy whatever day to Katie and Sean. It's uh, what day is today? Wednesday. Wednesday, Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for those excellent jokes for gracing our presence with the. Uh, they are your, amazing. Mm-hmm. And for the speak pipe and the slang. And what was that again? When you a non no a non committal makeout, right? And yeah, yeah, I forget what the word was already. Not nutmeg, nunmeg, nun. You got biffed. Oh no! You make out. You get biffed. <laughs> you make out and you fall down. Yeah, we biffed for about five minutes and <laughs> fall down. down. Okay, we're moving on to Sue. Our science wanker. Hello. Hello. Okay. The subject line reads, the greatest game in the world by the science merchant banker. I'm ready. I'm intrigued. It says, hello, science wanker Sue here. I've just listened to you talk about sport. So I'm going to introduce you to the greatest sport ever devised. The sport of test cricket. Test cricket. This noble game has been played in England since the 16th century. And here's a quick explanation. You have two sides, one out in the field and one in. Each person that's in the side that's in goes out. And when they're out, they come in. And the next person goes in until they're out. This is getting very confusing. (laughs) (laughs) When everyone's out, the side that's out comes in and the side that has been in goes out. Oh, it makes more sense now. And tries to get those coming in out. (laughs) sometimes you get players still in and not out i could go on but i'm sure you get the idea (laughs) red rover red rover send nigel over (laughs) so you're trying to pull everybody out or or push them in you have two sides one in the field and one that's in yeah Okay, so uh, cricket. Games can last up to five days, and often by the end of the five days, you still don't know who's won. Uh, what a test match. That's I know that it's big in Pakistan, India. Um, test cricket? Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, Saeed's brother. Is this a legitimate thing? Yeah, yeah, cricket. No, test cricket. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. A test, I think, is a like a cricket match or something, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think... You think there's a difference between cricket and... Well, what does she mean? Cricket? The side that's in goes out, and when they're out, they come in, the, and the next the person goes teams, in. The opposing teams, I'll translate for you. <laughs> the opposing tre- teams, there's an infield and an outfield. Yes. And you want to get the infield into the outfield, but then the outfield comes to the infield. Uh, that's pretty much what's happening. They have a little stick, and someone throws I've watched a, cricket, like, or a paddle, I guess. And then, boy, oh boy, when that person actually hits that bowling ball, and it goes flying, then he can round the wicket. The sticky wickets or whatever, and then uh, I thought that person you're goes to protecting the... the thing behind, and it has the sticks. And if they yes, hit it. yes, that's right. You're so right. So you're right. trying to hit, so the ball doesn't hit it. And yeah, you're it like off. a goalie with the world's smallest. You're, you're like a giant goalie with a small net. Yeah, and you want to, but it's not a net. You want to protect wickets. that thing, but you also have to run the bases, kind of. Right, but you don't really run the. There's one base, isn't there? You just run out to the outfield, and then you come back in. I have no idea. And then the scoring is strange and people will hang out for days. Sometimes you get players still in and not out. So Saeed uh, from uh, 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 our uncle, uh, mm-hmm. he his brother was a famous uh, cricket player mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia from Pakistan. Wow. Yeah. And he was like a like a, a real star, I guess. In Good that, for him. In that scene. I know. I was like, wow, a real athlete in our family. A real athlete. Yeah, but uh, that's all I know about 
Uh, yeah. cricket. And people love it. It's really big over there, but it's still very confusing. And, and I don't quite get it. And I, the only reason I understand some of it is because I watched Midsummer Murders and they play cricket. Okay. And they explained simple stuff because there were, they had uh, one of the guys, uh, Sergeant Troy, I think it was his, it was the sidekick of the main guy. Okay. He p was a cricket player. Right. And he was really good. And he played with the local team. And he didn't tell them that, like, oh, he played in college or whatever, I think, something like that. And he was really good. But then you learned a little bit about it. Like, they talked about what the goal was and what you're trying to do. Because somebody was like, I don't understand this game. And, you know. But, Sue, I don't, I don't really get it. I think she was teasing you. I think so, like, too. Saying the, yeah, anyways. But maybe not. Maybe I'm just being a total dunce. Because you have two sides and they go in and go out and go in and go out and <laughs> so test cricket wow tell us more and i will have to google it because oh my god okay you were also discussing slang i grew up in the east end of london where we have cockney rhyming slang i don't know how much of this is known from outside the uk but essentially the slang has to rhyme with the word that it's replacing okay oh that's kind of fun okay like these are a few examples for you to try and guess dustbin lids so that's one of them. What am I supposed to do? Here? It would be rhyming with the word that it's replacing. So dustbin lids would, what's that rhyme with? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So far we're, we're over one. Almond rocks. What am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> These are the. This the is the rhyming component. I think that this is the slang term the cockney slang yeah that rhymes with the word that it's replacing so i'll give you the first oh. one. so i'll give you the first one so dustbin lids rhymes with kids right could also rhyme with bids but that's not how this works i mean yes but why would you use that as slang so you got the dustbin lids over there you got the kids over there Sean's not playing long. This is not exciting at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Almond rocks. Yeah. Your socks. Okay. Got my almond rocks. Boat race. No idea. Face. It's just rhyming. Yeah. Do you see a pattern here? Yeah, that they rhyme. The second word rhymes with the real word. Right. So dog and bone. I'd love to hear this used in a form of a sentence, you know? Oh, okay. So dog and bone is phone. Say bone, phone. Race, face, rocks, socks, lids, So I kids. picked up the old dog and bone mm -hmm. and, and I made a phone call to the dustbin lids. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that kid had a, a surprised uh, expression on their boat race. Mm -hmm. Did I use yes, it correctly? Correct. I think so, Sue. Report Boom. Back. You know, I cracked the code. And nanny goat. What would be a nanny goat? Uh, I went and grabbed my nanny goat before I went outside. Oh, your coat. Yeah. All right. Look at you. Yeah, I could go <laughs> undercover. I could go undercover. When you use Just gonna this, get my nanny coat. We gotta have a Cockney accent first, so work on that. I don't know what a Cockney <laughs> accent sounds like. I think it's like a it's a very it's like a Spice Girl accent, right? Uh -huh. Not I, not all the Spice Girls sound like that. Like posh Spice didn't sound like that, but she's uh, supposed to be posh, right? But which it, one was? Is it Ginger? I think so. Had is it more Marianne? of a no Ginger. Okay, when you use the slang term, you would normally use the first word. For example, you would say. Have a butcher's for the tea who halved my bees, which means have a look for the thief who stole my money. Wow. Right. So butcher's hook is look. Have a butcher's. Oh, butcher's hook for but the tea. instead of saying have, you'd say av. Who halved who my bees. Maybe. Yes. Correct. 
be okay. Who pinched my or stole nicked. bees, honey? Yeah, nicked. Mm-hmm. And tea leaf is thief mm. for the tea for the tea who hoved my bees. I'm not going <laughs> That was pretty good, Katie. <laughs> I think I've taken up enough of your time. Hope you're not too cream crackered with moving. Cream crackered. Knackered. Oh, so good. <laughs> I can hang. Sue. She's probably like, that's not what I meant. Right. <laughs> oh my God. I think this probably is what she meant. Sean's, my brain, I just needed a little training. I Sean's need to so refra- cool. relens my. I still don't understand the test cricket and the in and the out and the out. Oh, it, and the in and well, the, in and the first out. word is it's a real test. The second word, cricket, it just rhymes with what she really means. Which is? Wicked. It's a test wicket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Thanks, Sue. We really understand <laughs> where you're from. <laughs> I can't believe that we came from there you know at some point in our history our families or at least our language because it's so different yeah because like my family's not technically from there but Uh, the language that your family uses came from there and really there's been a fork in the road and and a definite fork. you know we say some silly things you say some silly things super silly i believe if i went to london Mm -hmm. London. and i was a chimney sweep london england just kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I believe we would get beat up because Katie would make that joke and someone would be like, get them. Reminds me of that publicity when she's like, oh, what's classy is Adele from London, England. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. But I really it's do. Classy. I really do think that uh, we, we would have a great time if we went to England. I would uh, like to sing at your party. If you guys have not watched publicity. With Nick Kroll, you're missing out on a whole, a whole hilarious bunch of skits. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. That's it. If we go to London, England. I would love to go <laughs> and just actually observe uh, the English people in their native habitat. That's you know, a like, weird thing to say. They're not like pet animals in a safari or a zoo or something. Well, because we could fit in. Here we have the Brits in their native habitat. Let's see what. But because we could fit in, right? We could wear tweed and uh, a driving cap and uh, sit in the pub and then listen. I don't really think. Do you remember when we were in Australia mm-hmm. and we were like, wow, these people are so different. We were in they were uh, very Melbourne. Different. Remember, remember we ended up in that pub that was below ground? Yes. And it was like. First of all, Melbourne was very um, Chinese. It was wild to see. A huge, I, yeah, we had that hot pot place down below our Airbnb, remember? And people waited around the block. The town, honestly, at least the section we were in, looked to be about 60%. Um, and we know that they were Chinese because yeah, the ju- signs were all in Chinese. Yeah. Uh, or Mandarin, I should say. Uh, it wasn't Cantonese. It was, no, it was Mandarin, at least from what people told us. From what we could understand. Well, no, people told us that there was a huge influx of Chinese immigration into Australia. Yeah, all the high they, rises that were being built. But they put down, they put in some new laws into effect because they didn't want it to change the entire culture of Melbourne and, right. uh, you know, other parts of Australia. But as ways lead into ways, um, <laughs> certainly we saw a lot more uh, Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. We didn't see as much of uh, what we thought would be what Australia is, like a bunch of convicts. But you know? that pub had, it was all Australians. That's <laughs> so bad. I wasn't even listening to you. I'm oh. sorry. Does that happen you a lot? About convicts? Yeah. Um, I was like, you were wrapping up. And... But we went to this pub and it was very English. And that's very rude. How dare you? Take I know it back. it's rude. I do take it back. I... We have nice people from Australia. I know. I think it's wonderful. We actually wanted to stay there longer. I would, if I could move anywhere in the world, that would be in my top five. Yeah, definitely. For sure. The Paris, Gold Coast. Australia, which is huge, but probably, 
I do Melbourne slightly bigger up than to Paris. Sydney. Not huge. It's like slightly. in that area, like Adelaide. Remember? Oh. Travel, travel, travel. Jeremy told us about Adelaide. Yes. And it sounds... I wonder if Jeremy has since <laughs> given up on us. We haven't heard from him in a while. We are also way fucking behind on our messages. Jeremy, are you still out there? Give a clap once if the answer is yes. Um, he's here. Okay. Um. <laughs> you guessed it. I am Jeremy writing in. Okay. Ready to move on? Yeah. It's from Kai. Oh, hey, what's up? Hi, Kai. It says, congratulations. Hey, Sean and Katie and the OTDM audience. What's up? <laughs> I knew it was coming. Gotta get excited. You guessed it. It's Kai again. I don't have a story this time for you. However, I do believe a congratulations is in order. You found her house. You're moving. Closing of an old chapter and starting of a new one. I can't tell you how excited I was to hear that. I wanted to wish you both a smooth, smooth move, X-Lax, as my dad used to say. <laughs> smooth move. Oh, that cracked me up because the boxes, the banker's boxes that we bought, which were super high quality, cannot recommend. U-Haul boxes, not as good. Banker's box. It was called Smooth Move Deluxe. And it made me think of my dad when when I do something foolish. or These trip. boxes aren't shitty. <clears throat> Pretty much. But it made me giggle because as a kid, if you did something silly, like tripped over your own feet or knocked something over, my dad would say, smooth move, X-Lax. That was like always his saying. And I don't hear it anymore. Obviously, he's passed away, but nobody else really says it, I guess. I don't think my mom or Larry says it. I think it was a saying from like the 70s and 80s. But yeah. it's funny and I enjoy it. So when he said smooth move, smooth move, X-Lax. Okay. As you venture into Texas with more and more things to explore and do. I've never been to Texas, but it is on my bucket list. Speaking of bucket lists, I checked off a few this year, even though we've been in a rough patch lately. Huh. I had gone to an escape room for the first time just the other week. I've actually wanted to try I one of those. you got out. He, he lives unless to tell the tale. Unless you're writing from the escape room right It does now. not say that he is. Okay. I think he made it. Okay. I know if, if uh, that was the case, it probably would have led with help. Please send help. The, our email, we're so behind. We are not a good resource for that. Not emergency this is not services. Uh, emergency <laughs> services. We'll get Please to you call in like a month. <laughs> oh, tell them about how you accidentally called the police. Oh, Kai, we'll God. get right back to your letter. Do not fret. Yesterday evening, I was so excited with the Canadians winning another hockey game on our march to the inevitable Stanley Cup victory that is going to happen. Sean gets very excited and paces around the house like a madman before and after every game. I am contemplating the gravity of the situation last night, and I go outside to uh, to consult with the the fellas, the boys. And he, so he I'm has texting like four text things going. You got conversations going left and right. <laughs> and as I'm uh, manipulating the phone to, uh, to toggle between all of these, these conversations. conversations. Yeah, I'm using Signal app, which I think is fantastic. By the way, it's encrypted end to end as opposed to other apps where your data is being mined. So it's everybody wants to hear about their but, conversations. But Signal is kind of odd, right? I and don't know. so as I'm toggling between conversations, I end up hitting because I'm grasping the phone in one hand as I'm grasping the situation of the Canadians winning the Stanley Cup. And uh, I toggled the button three times. And then all of a sudden I saw this countdown. I went, four, three, two, one. Emergency services are connected. I was like... <gasps> and Sean comes in the house. He's like, I think I just contacted emergency services. And I don't know why I did it. And I'm like, did you hit... You know, it allows you to make an emergency call. I was like, did you lock the screen and hit emergency call? He's like, I don't know. So they pick up at as I'm talking to Katie. They're like, hello, uh, what's the emergency? And He's I was like, like, do I tell them the Canadians are going to win the Stanley Cup? You know, it's not going to be very funny. That's the emergency. Don't blurt it out, you know. And you know me, I can't, I 
can't not blurt things out, but I was like, I'm so sorry. I was I was so excited. I'm watching the Stanley yeah, Cup. He tells him, he's like, I was watching, watching the hockey game of the Canadians and they won. He tells him like their, his whole story as if they even and care. I, I'm texting back and forth <laughs> with my friends. And as I'm switching over, I press the button three times. I don't even know how my cell phone works. And it made a call to you. And I'm so, so sorry. And the person on the other line was like, so there's no emergency? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because no, Sean well, didn't have to tell him the story. She said, this is accidental. It's not an emergency. So then the person says, listen, I'm going to have to patch you through to the authorities. They're going to give you a call back. Please answer and when when the next phone call comes through. I was like, okay. I felt like I got called to the principal's office, you know? So then but we're it waiting. It was so fast. Like I, it, it, it all happened so <laughs> fast. Um, anyway, so, uh, so like I'm standing there laughing later. telling Katie, yeah. like, I don't know what just happened. It all happened so fast, Katie. And then the phone rings and uh, the person says, hello, uh, Austin PD. Um, is this like Sean they don't have better things Saint to do? Louis? And I was like, yes, <laughs> it's it is I. It is I. <laughs> the guy says, uh, this is officer, you know, so and so Lubinsky or something. And, uh, you know, uh, Wojohowicz or whatever his name is. And uh, he says, uh, I understand that you accidentally called emergency services with your phone. Uh, how did it happen? I said, I don't know. I pressed the button, you know, I'm switching between conversations and <laughs> the you know, Canadians, I'm watching he the, tells can, him again, Montreal I'm watching Canadians. the hockey game and they won and I got excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about sports. He goes, Hey man, I understand. I love baseball. I'm like, yeah, but this is hockey. It's better. And you that's don't say like, that you didn't. That's a lie. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to say. But he said, I love baseball. I understand. Oh. And so. Uh, I said, my wife is here. You know, you there's no talk to her. there's no domestic dispute. I don't know. <laughs> That's like telling people like I don't have a bomb when you're getting on a plane. <laughs> hey man, don't worry, I don't have a bomb. And he was like, domestic dispute. I was like, no, I'm saying like she's here. You can talk to her. We we're just watching it's hockey. Fine. It was so I got excited. And he tries to tell him the whole story again. He's like, okay, okay, that's fine. <laughs> he was laughing. He's like, He's I don't like, need to talk to her. Don't worry about it, man. You know, go about your evening. Thanks for. And he uh, joked about sending you a bill. <laughs> he said, yeah. check the mail because I'll send you a bill. He goes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But at least they did. They were very nice. And wow, the services nice. are so fast. Amazing. If LA. This was Los Angeles. If you've ever heard the Demi Moore 911 oh, yeah, tapes, yeah. that is. Remember where they thought she'd OD'd? She had OD'd. <clears throat> and then the people from the party called and they, they got the runaround for 45 minutes. Before yeah, because they didn't want to say that they live in Los Angeles because that's technically where they live. They want to say they lived in Beverly Hills. But then they were patched over the Beverly Hills police. And they're like, what's your address? And they told them the address. And they're like, that's technically L.A. We can't help you. They're like, so we just patch you over to the people who service your area. And then they went over to L.A. And they're like, oh, no, this is a Beverly Hills address. It's like, get over yourself. Nobody cares. Well, the people at the party <laughs> didn't want to say out loud that the party was being held not in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So they're like, it's um, 17 Brighton Street. You know, and, uh -huh. and and they're like, excuse me, can you talk up louder? And finally, they had to say the, the address out loud. Yeah, they went out because they're probably in Brentwood or something where it's right. like Los Angeles. Ugh, you know, trashy huge, Brentwood. I mean, it's all nice areas, it, huge swaths of like, honestly, it's in between other cities yeah. like Santa Monica to uh, Beverly City. Hills, Culver City. Those are the only real three in Venice. <laughs> but in between is all L.A. So even Brentwood and Westwood, those aren't actual cities. They're all Los Angeles. They're just communities. Like my area is called Brentwood. Right, right. It does say like entry in Brentwood, but the, your address isn't different. You just live in like 90049. Ridiculous. Okay. So anyway, Sean accidentally called the police, but we're okay. Nothing happened. They were so nice. He told two people just 
how excited he was that the Canadians had one. Like, sir, is there an emergency? Goddamn right, there's an emergency. We're going to win the fucking cup, buddy. They're like, oh my God. They're like, so everything's okay. All a you Canadian had to say has was- moved into the neighborhood. It was just, it was so, it was so funny. Okay. I was embarrassed so. and I forgot about it. I, I sincerely buried that memory <laughs> until you just brought it up. I could have lived the rest of my life without hearing that one, but now it's hey, out there for everyone to enjoy. You guys, if we, we don't tell you, you know, okay the escape room yes went to one last week i had always wanted to go to an escape room but i haven't gone yet rebecca would really want she loves those things that's what her whole concept for i know i know but anyway okay also keep me in your thoughts as i do something drastic kind of i put in my two-week notice at my job that i've been with for four years to move on to a different job with less stress right on congratulations life's too short yeah, sometimes it's not worth it. I had given my mom that advice too, because remember she had that job um, in Olympia that was like, it was just so stressful. And she, you guys, she was losing sleep and feeling overwhelmed. And she was like, I could take this job, but it's like, it's less pay, but it's less stress. And I was like, mom, take it because this stress is killing you and it's not worth the extra. I don't even know. I think it was like 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month. I was just like, do it. Can you afford to live without that money? She's like, well, yeah. I was like, do it. Just then. think about uh, mm-hmm. the gas bill because the new job was closer. Yeah, she wasn't so driving that would as much. It. Yeah, and but, you know yeah. what if? Oh, sorry. No, it's just there's a lot of things. Wear and tear on the car, gas, wear and tear on your body and your brain. The stress. Stress. I was just like, dude, it's a it's a n- no brainer. Yeah, I mean, I think that jobs are scary. Yeah. jobs are so so stressful that <laughs> maybe your, your immune system gets worn down, mm-hmm. and then you you lose a couple of days of work because you're sick. Yeah. Well, how much did those days cost you? And you know, also so you... just, yeah, it's hard and yeah, yeah. Kai, I think you made a wise choice. Kai, okay. So it was time to go when I realized that I haven't slept well due to anxiety and stress. Same as my mom. I'm glad you made that choice. Fun times, not. Gotta go. I'm not falling down that pit of hell again. Good. I'm excited for you. I mean, you're in my thoughts. I know this was like more than a month ago. Please write back and let us know how it went. Yeah, how's How the new doing? job going? Yes, because I'm excited for you. Do they have snacks at your workplace? Ooh, I hope they have snacks. That was the one perk of like going to things, places like YouTube and Facebook meetings. They have such good snacks. That's how you know a technology company <laughs> is failing or is struggling to raise new funds. No snacks. No snacks. The snacks are like, these are, is this nature's balance or not nature's, what, what are those granola bars that no one likes? Oh, the ones that like turn into ash in your mouth? Yeah, they're like cr- crunchy. Mm. They're not, listen, if, if the technology startup company that you go to has soft energy bars and fizzy drinks and a plethora of of brands, you know they're flush with capital. It's a good place to work, at least at that at moment At least in three time. flavors of La Croix. No, remember, even Patreon had good snacks. They had amazing snacks. We've been to quite a few offices over the years. I know. Years. We, we actually don't have any business to do with these companies. We just, we, we just like the we snacks. We tourism, yeah. I just take the Can snacks. we come by your office and eat your snacks? I mean, talk to uh, employees about our relationship. And we'll be there 10 minutes early for the snacks. No, it's we funny. We went to YouTube mm-hmm. and... Uh, we've been to several YouTube type events and whatnot. Yeah, in different offices and stuff. Boy, oh boy. Google employees. Boy, oh boy. Those are like the golden handcuffs or as I like to call them, the, the golden uh, salad bowls because you uh, you go and yeah, the work may be dull and you're coding and you're part of this But they machine. feed you so well. They have chefs. <laughs> they call it, remember Monica, our old partner manager? She was like, uh, you gain the, the first year 15 because you're like, you're, you know, well, we 
whenever we do these like multiple day events with YouTube, you get to go in with the employees and you get to like eat breakfast with them. And they, you guys, boy, oh boy. you can like walk up and be like, hey, I want some scrambled eggs with cheese. And the guy's like, right away. Would you like truffles or saffron with that? It's like, mm. it's like you're living in an all-inclusive resort. But you have to work in the middle, but you get all this food. And then you can go to like the juice bar and then get like a ginger shot. Shit, I was so tuckered out. I went to the nap room and gotten one of those pods. They do have nap rooms. And, you know, I don't think they had the pods. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I got inside of a pod and and then they've got the the masseuses there. And then if you have kids, they'll they'll take your kids and put them in daycare for you. Well, they even have like uh, personal trainers and stuff that you can... I mean, you have to pay, I think, for some things. And, and dry like cleaners. Haircuts so you, and dry cleaners. Why would you leave the <laughs> campus? Why don't you just stay here and do work all the time, they said. And that's what people do. Okay. Anyways, let's move on because we're getting off topic from Kai. So keep us posted. I hope your new job is awesome. Best wishes to you both. I hope for a smooth, smooth move, x A smooth transition. And please get a dog soon. Ah, uh, yeah. I need sure. pictures. I have a beagle and he is my world. He is seven, named Sammy. I attached a picture. All right, enough for me. Y'all are great. Thanks for everything you do. Look at that adorable oh, dog. Oh, super cute. Oh. Beagle, huh? Oh, I love I don't think I've ever I really been around a beagle. I love a beagle. It looks like a smart dog. I love a beagle. When you post this, make sure you blur out his phone number for safety. Okay. One more. Do we have time for what? what how are we doing? What's happening? 39 minutes. We're actually at uh, maximum time. Well, one more letter. Maximum time. I, I just won't talk during this letter. <laughs> Go ahead, Katie. Grace us with your uh, reading skills. This is from Graham. Killer hey, bunnies. Graham, what's going on, buddy? Killer bunnies don't eat deli meat. Episode 64, Inspired Story. Oh. We're going to end with a story time. Well, howdy-do, Katie and Sean and fellow OTDM community. Howdy-do to you, Graham. Over the past few episodes, I have heard many stories about board games and board game cafes with a mixture of happiness and sadness. I love any kind of board or card game. Give me an opportunity to throw a die or flip a card and I will toss my Xbox controller aside. Sadly, hard as it may be to believe, I do not have many friends in life and only one person I know loves games of any kind as much as I do. My best friend of nearly 20 years, Scott. The two of us have always bonded over board games, but because of COVID restrictions where I live, I haven't seen him for months now, and I'm depressed for it. I totally understand. But I digress. This is a happy podcast, after all. I'd like to take this moment between episodes of Canadian Nights to share with you a story about a board game store experience of my own, such as it was. Okay, I'm ready. Years ago, thanks to the aforementioned Scott... I'd come to know a married couple who ran a game store, and I'll keep their names private, redacted. I'd last, uh, I'd lost touch with them, as we do with those who come in out of our lives like background characters in the stage play of life. There's a lot of people like that. You're like, what Oof. a good way of, sorry, I'm not supposed to talk. Oh, hmm. but I agree with what you're going to say. He's very good with words. But on this day, said couple stepped back into the spotlight when Scott told me that they were opening a new store and needed help cleaning and prepping to ready the store for business. Being an, being un, an unemployed sod at the time, I leapt at the opportunity. It wasn't until I walked into the barren storefront with the opening soon sign in the window that I learned what my job would be. I would be assisting in transforming the storefront into, and I swear this is true, wait for it. A combination game store and deli. Hey, I like this. What was the one that was like tan and 
It was like laundry and tan or something. Oh, cheers episode where Cliff Clay. Yeah. I'm not supposed to talk. Go ahead. Wow. Okay. I'll just repeat that. Game store deli. <laughs> These cards smell like meat. <laughs> Everything smells like meat. Bologna. Mm, phony bologna. Which is the worst smelling meat, I think. Oh, I, but I love bologna. It's delicious. Actually, I'll take that back. <laughs> turkey is... I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to talk <laughs> Go on, Graham. Chicken and turkey do smell the worst. The way I remember this concept being sold to me was some bizarre variation of kill two birds with one stone. The owners seemed confident. Come for the corned beef, stay for the Dungeons and Dragons. I'm down. I like both of those things. Now, far be it for me to criticize any entrepreneurial mind, but I'll admit that the idea of picking up some shaved salami at the same time I go to the place to pick up the newest expansion pack for killer bunnies and the quest for the magic carrot had me scratching my head. I know what you're thinking. Yes, that is an honest to God real game. And yes, it is as much fun to play as it sounds. I've played uh, Exploding Kittens with your sister, but I haven't played Killer Bunnies in the quest for the magic carrot, but I would. It sounds amazing. <laughs> when the day came for me to report for duty, I arrived with a thermos full of coffee and a soul full of determination. By the end of the day, much like the coffee, my soul had been sucked dry. <laughs> when, <laughs> when your spirit is broken. <laughs> I cannot entirely fault the new owners. It's funny when we talk about spears being broken, when Sean and I watch uh, Grand Designs, there's always this period where their spirit's broken. It's the best part of the show. And we're like, oh, here it goes. Oh, yep, he's going to project manage himself. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The best part of the show is when they when they finally, their spirits the are built back up. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, it's the second a, best part is when they're broken. When, yeah, we, we <laughs> giggle at that part because we're like, oh. But sometimes it doesn't happen. No, those people are uh, very... Even that rich couple that built that place underground her spirit was broken mm. but it was remember the the couple the um where were they up northern scotland like super north oh yeah right on the uh, north sky skylar i forget what it was called but anyway the i don't know if they i think they were married right those women um but the these two wives built a home and their spirit was not broken they had no. like had the plans they had it estimated what it should cost. They had saved extra in case things went. They were like all prepared. Indomitable. Yeah. Was their spirit. And yeah. Sorry, I won't talk. Okay. Moving right along. Anyways, the broken spirit. Okay. I, it, I cannot entirely fault the new owners for springing this on me. In all fairness, they were as appalled about the mess before me. But if you've never cleaned up a former delicatessen that has been boarded up for over a year, let me give you a piece of advice. Don't run away. Just kidding. The day consisted of eight hours of blood, sweat, and tears, or blood, sweat, and swears. I'm sorry. Oh. No, that is not a typo. I shouted many an oath that should, by all reasonable public discord, have had me ex exiled from polite society forever as I encountered grimy walk in refrigerators with sticky black oh, doors. Yeah. Oh, sticky black floors, rusty aluminum shelves that required entire cans of WD 40 to disassemble and carry out in an already full dumpster. And quite possibly the most horrifying thing of all neglected deli meat oh, display that. cases and the biological terrors that lie within. Uh, that is actually a huge health hazard. Yeah, if you're, you hope you're wearing a mask. Yeah, spoiled uh, food. If it's been sitting for a while, the the, the stuff that gets in the air mm -hmm. is it's very dangerous. You can get sick. If so, you think chicken juice in your lemon drawer is gross, try sticking your bare hand to an old moldy ham jelly. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. Oh, I hope you're wearing at least a mask. Katie, I can hear you from here gagging and going, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> and your reaction is a correct one. You know me well, Graham. 
I was already like, oh, I won't lie. For a brief moment after discovering the reason why my hand had gone splooch and was now growing warm and slimy as nausea and tears fought a battle for control of my faculties, amputation seemed a logical choice. <laughs> Leave it. I'll run away. I don't need that arm. It's just... really not that important. I'll get on without it. Dave, get the hedge clippers. Right. I'm gonna leave this arm here. This is not just not worth it. Fortunately, the state of the abandoned rotary slicer in the store was even nastier. So instead, settled for dunking my hand in near scalding tap water and an entire container of pump hand soap until I was certain the alien-looking ectoplasm had been successfully drowned and sent back to hell where it belonged. Oh, I hope they paid you well. Sean, can you tell I've been influenced by Stephen King as well? <laughs> ectoplasm. But at least the pay was good, right? It's exactly what I said. I hope they at least paid you yeah. well. Well, not so fast. I do a lot of dirty things for money. So, you know. Yeah. But because of the lack of a business bank account, I was promised an IOU at day's end. Confession. It's hard to be graceful and understanding when you've nearly had your hand devoured by goo. But I tried. The deli game store soon was open for business. Shortly after, a day came where the couple was going to be away. And I can't remember why, but I do remember being convinced out of the goodness of my heart. And yes, I admit the cavernous echo of my empty wallet to man the store with Scott for the day. Now, you may find this difficult to believe from my writer voice and my speak pipes. But in person, I tend to be a horrifically shy introvert with a lifelong difficulty with any social task bigger than saying thank you to the cashier at the local grocery. I am actually surprised because I feel That's like we bummer. know them. You know, um, but a lot I, of people feel that way. It's easier to I put know, it in writing. What a great voice the 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 thoughts that uh, Graham has that he puts pen to paper and when he writes in and do you think just... if you met us you could say hi and be friendly would you feel safe would it be okay yeah it's it's a bummer that that's uh, that that's locked up you know and I, I hope that uh, you you make many new friends as we're coming out of this pandemic uh, I, I encourage you and this is I'm, whatever take it or leave therapist strong but I encourage you to to reach out you you're great and uh um, yeah, people need to know yeah let how, the people know i know can you imagine this guy doing a stage play oh my god i would totally I would yeah i'd totally go see that show it says my my terrible self-esteem won't even let me call myself a writer but i digress you are a staff writer yes you are a writer. say it loud i say it proud. maybe make a business card print yes. it out from your uh your home computer or coffee whatever. connoisseur yeah or coffee liaison i think is what we decided yes. and staff yeah. writer okay Somehow, Scott and I managed to hold down the fort until closing time. I don't remember much from that day, probably because you're overwhelmed. But I do remember selling a pack of Magic, the gathering cards, to a college classmate who surprised us with a visit while Scott made a Denver omelet sandwich on rye for another less friendly customer. I think this restaurant is genius combo. My brother loved Magic, the gathering cards, and I he would keep a little deck for me like so we could kind of play. I never really got into it, but he want, you know, he wanted someone to play with. Jesus criminy. Do our brains remember the most random things or what? Right? Totally. Like face paint in a a random parking lot. Your fair. dad jumping into a pool full of jello for car keys that don't open a car. Right? After two days, 16-hour struggle with cranky customers and potentially lethal parasites, I came away with a check for a grand total of $45. Yeah, not bad haul. 16 hours. I know, but $45. To give a little context at the time, the Greater Vancouver minimum wage was $9 an hour. Mm. This is some shit. Some really crazy shit. For multiple reasons, 
That was the last time I never I ever interacted with the owners. The deli game shop did not last long. It was barely six months before the business was once more boarded up a boarded up storefront. The oh. owners ended up divorcing a couple of years later. She got the deli. He got the game store. <laughs> the game last store. I heard, the ex-husband was taking one last stab at owning a smaller game store while also doing double duty as a truck driver and PokerStars.com moderator. You might be forget, uh, forgiven for thinking me resentful of these people for being blatantly taken advantage of. But I speak with complete sincerity when I say they have no ill will toward either former owner. Any opportunity to hang out with my best friend is never really a bad time in my book, especially in light of COVID lockdowns. And I agree. I mean, we can we can like focus in on the shitty things, the bad things, or we can, you know, look at the brighter side of it. The glass half full, if if you will. Yeah, that's a good way to to look at things. I'm not sure what happened to the $45 I earned that day, but Scott tells me that the Bud, that Budweiser burgers and lottery tickets were involved at the local pub. As far as we both remember, we spent the remainder of that night at his house playing Settlers of Catan with his father. I can't consider the end result anything else but a good time. This is how you know you're getting older. You not only realize that money can come and go, but friendships are forever, but also remember thinking Budweiser is a good beer. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of your family still thinks that way. I think Budweiser is a good beer. I mean, it's a light drinking summertime beer. It's like it's a wonderful lager. It's consistent. The magic of Budweiser, and I know it's not maybe, oh, it has the profile, blah, blah, blah. But you can have a Budweiser anywhere in North America, and it tastes like a Budweiser, which is no small feat because they have to brew it in all different locations with different water, different ingredients. Different elevation, yeah. And it, it always tastes like a Budweiser. Totally, but... It's not a, I never, cr I mean, maybe on a hot summer day you oh, crave yeah. it. A nice lager. Ooh. But I would never say Budweiser is a good beer. I would just say it's consistent and it's like a summer drink. Isn't that a, some of the markings of a good beer? No, a good beer would be something that like, it is delicious and I want it and I would go different places until I found somebody who had it. Okay. Now you think, given such a, now you would think, given such a traumatic experience that I would have developed a lifelong aversion to delis and all forms of shaved meat. Sadly, as the excess fold of flap around my waist will attest, that is not the case. Even though I haven't played Killer Bunnies in the Quest for the Magic Carrot since my unfortunate encounter with the ham jelly, I wonder if there's a connection. Mm. Oh, well. Although I am likely destined not to have children, grandchildren, or nieces and nephews for mainly a reason, I'd still like to think that stories like these still serve a purpose in my life. Namely, the ability to score a free pint at any pub in perpetuity. But who knows? Perhaps it's given some of you out there just a good laugh, a wince, or even a Jesus criminy cripes or two. <laughs> and perhaps that's enough. Hope you all enjoyed this. Here's further hoping by the time the story makes it to podcast, your move has been a success and you're both settled even a little. Have a good week from Graham, the staff writer with more titles than a used bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. Sean, while re-listening to episode 64, I was forced to double check the alcohol strength of the beer I was sipping on to make sure I had not completely taken leave of my senses when I heard you claim Slipknot as a Christian band. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Slipknot is uh, is one of the best Christian bands you'll ever hear. A lot of things about, you know, yeah. sermons. And... He says, now you and I share many a musical taste, but let's be fair. Slipknot is a, is a Christian band in the same way you and I are Bruins fans. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So good to hear from you, Graham. Okay. We are up to May 10th. May Ooh. 10th. Well, Graham, thanks for writing in, buddy. Um, man, it bums me out the uh, the talk about not having a lot of friends. 
Uh, I too am that way though. I don't have a lot of friends and uh, You've been trying to be more social. I am, but you know, in general, I I, I wish you uh much much success much on your success. friendship journey and uh going forward as we come out of COVID uh mm -hmm. lockdowns, I believe that uh if you apply your uh, your natural god-given gifts yeah. of communication, <laughs> you're going to uh make lots of friends. But but it's anxiety meantime, driven he was saying. Consider so it's us, not just uh, that. No, I know, but we're we're your friends, you know. Yeah. I think the community at large really likes to hear your stories, uh, and so do we. So, yeah, friends, friends. Okay, cool. Listen, we got to get out of here because uh, our day. We still have a lot of things to do. I have a talk. I got to give. You, University you of Central Florida. I know, but I got to talk about different things. What are you going to talk about with Florida? I'm talking about depression and anxiety, how to seek ther therapy and find a good therapist, and a little bit about boundaries. But I only have 20 minutes, so shit from Shainola. People always do this to me. They're like, we would like you to talk for, or we'd like you to talk about this, 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 and you have 10 minutes. I'm like, you realize <laughs> I do one of those in 10 minutes. Oh, you just started something new. Uh, oh yeah, the audio rooms, the live audio rooms on Facebook. Are you guys uh, a clubhouse? Uh, what do you do? Like this thing, it's a new... A new yes. style that the kids are using these days. Well, uh, it's just audio. So you could like essentially have your earbuds in or have it playing in your car. It has to go through your iPhone, though, I believe, in the yeah. Facebook app of your iPhone. There's some confusion. It's br it's a brand new product for Facebook. So we've been working on a lot of kinks and we don't. I don't really know all about it. Basically, you're hosting a... Is it six Conversation. Parts? Six part or at least at least six episodes of conversations about mental health, which is cool that Facebook wants to sponsor that and bring that to life. And I get to invite my friends to hang out with me. And I had my friend, elect, Dr. Alex Altman, who you guys know is a psychologist, trauma specialist, and also a good friend of mine, Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's a neuroscientist and best-selling author, talk, talk about? about childhood trauma, uh -huh. trauma in the brain, trauma in the body. And yeah, it was really cool. So how can people uh, listen to this? They just have to follow me on Facebook, follow my Katie Morton page on Facebook, and then the notifications will come out. I'll schedule them and you'll see them. And I'm trying to figure out how to, they should show up in the events area. When's the next one supposed to happen? I don't know. Okay. It's not scheduled. What are you going to be talking about? Uh, trauma from people who've been in it. Okay. It'll be different instead of like the professionals it'll be. Oh, it'll be from the other side mm -hmm. of the... Okay, excellent. I think that's kind of important. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. You're quite the salesman. He pretends he doesn't know. But anyway, I've been working on this for a little while and it was nice to have, uh, to do it, yeah. to like practice it and try it. It was cool. I, it had amazing feedback. So it was really cool to read the comments. Yeah, people liked it. it. They cool. were, they did, I mean, Caroline and Alexa killed it. Yeah. It was really them, not me. So. You got good friends, Katie. I do. I have some good friends. Cool. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, we got to eat some lunch. Instead of dinner, now it's lunch. A lunch party. Yeah, about to have we'll our lunch party. Uh, a little uh, funeral salad. Funeral potatoes. Potatoes. No, it's a jello salad. She does not recommend. Funeral potatoes. Three parts whipped cream, a pistachio, pistachio some pudding, cherries, and some celery. Peanut butter. Mm. You make a nine layer dip, some pinto beans, some olive oil. It's really getting gross now. And some orange slices. We'll have on to top. put it outside in our fountain for the crow. Call it afternoon delight. <laughs> Okay, guys, have a wonderful weekend. We love you and we will see you next time. <laughs>